welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, <laughs> unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2015 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me always is James, and Brad is actually showing a new trailer for his film Jean Claude Van Damme's Damn Van at uh, the Inter. Mitten. What's it called? Intendance Film Festival. Intendance Film Festival. So in his place, fuck Brad. We got Zach Eastman, filmmaker. Hey. We got Randy. He's a comic book guy. Say Hello. hi. And we have a live studio audience. Hello. Sean and Matter here. It, Sean and Matter. Not, not to imply that it takes four people to replace Brad, though. No, it only takes no. a half no. a person. <laughs> it takes we, two to make a thing go we right. We did last yeah. year's week show without him all together, yeah. so it was good. Uh, I think it's back-to-back weeks, though, Brad. Brad's been busy. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. hope his uh, short he's working on works out well for him. I know he's putting a lot of work into it. Yeah, there was some crazy it's fucking nights, crazy, man. man. He was telling me he's up till 3 in the morning shooting this thing, and then he goes to work like it's 6. Yeah. Oh, God. Fuck that. That's the that's that's commitment of a true artist, Ryan. <laughs> Passion. Hey. Hey, you know what? Ah. The other the other night, I was playing Injustice on PlayStation Four until like two in the morning. I had to wake up at six to be. <laughs> and you and have the same argument work. as well. Yes, and I was a little grumpy that day. <laughs> Actually, I was fine. I really wanted to come back and because there's this like Star Lab in it where you have it's basically you a have horse. To, you have to try and make sure it doesn't crash into the earth. No. Oh, that was a deep cut NASA joke, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Anyways, in it, it's like horse, and you are Shazam, and you're fighting Black Adam. And so he hits you like three times, and you have to do a combo more than his. So if it does 19% damage, you have to do like 24 or t- 20. This will make it easier. Um, so when you get to the, so when you and you have to spell out Shazam, when you get to the M, he does a seven hit combo for 36% damage. I played that oh, one. Jesus. For like an hour, I couldn't get the fucking juggle to come up right. Oh, so. I can never, I can never do the juggle. I'm really bad at the juggle. Um, yeah, it's. I'm pretty good at it. I can get about thirty percent, but I always miss time this because you hit them in the air, then they hit against the back wall, and then they come down, and then I do another combo where I hit them twice. I hit them back in the air. Then he has this like grab that he says Shazam, and then it pops him up again. And I always miss time, like the last little punch. The last little punch. I missed time. I really, uh, I've been listening to a lot of video game podcasts over the you last week bitch. or so. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, ever since I moved in with Dan, because he's a big fan of that, of Giant Bomb that, mm-hmm. that I've talked about before. Um, and uh, t- today I was like really itching. I was like, man, I want to play a PS4 game. Uh, and I was at the Walmart and I, all, I was staring at the Tomb Raider uh, collection on PS4 because I was great. thinking about it and thinking about it and then I remembered no I have the PC version I can just go home and play that but I was so close just because I wanted to play something on there um, I, I think I gotta get Watch Dogs I just don't want to pay 60 bucks for it yeah uh, I, I did pre-order Arkham Knight like oh, yeah? a month ago and now it's gonna be like seven months before it shows up yeah Meh, what are you gonna do I know a lot of the stuff I want to play is gonna be seven months before it shows up but. you know actually I took a chance on this it's a PS3 game that I've wanted to play for a long time and it's called um, Puppeteer oh and yeah it's, it's a really cute little game and it's really clever and I didn't know if it's any good but it's really fun yeah I'm blowing through it though I've already what, uh, it's really easy I think what's the what, what what's the premise of something like Puppeteer it's you're literally a, marionette. a puppeteer <laughs> no, yeah you, you know you're a little puppet on a little puppet stage and it's really clever. Like each uh, world is on the stage, and it's all pulled together with like backdrops. And so it's a really cute little clever game. 
Um, at the beginning of the game, at the start menu, do you hear, I got no strings to hold me down? No, that's expensive, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's an indie game. They ain't got no kind of money. You only got like two seconds out of that, so no oh, worry, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. No, it's no, only no, 30 no. seconds. You, you got 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, the podcast is But fun. anyways, fuck video games. We're, 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 <laughs> we're, we're, we're a movie podcast. Every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw Transformers. Guys, I think we just saw Transformers. Yeah. I think we got a Transformer here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Age of oh. Extinction. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because it's got dinosaurs in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I, we g- spoil, I get it. Ah. We spoil the shit out of movies, so stay tuned. We review them at the end. We play the trailer, and then after the trailer, we spoil the crap out of movies. There's not a lot of spoil on this one, so you can listen to the whole show, because it's got dinosaurs in it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it really? And cars are turned into robots. Um. True. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, it's we also box. talk about movie news, stuff we've been watching, stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray, box office stats. We also do comic books. Yeah. We have a comic book guy here, so I'm sure he has a comic book for us oh, this week. Oh, that's true. I sure do. Cool. Cool. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to start with Comic Book Corner. Yes. And I'm, I'm sorry I'm not looking at you, Randy. It's just if I turn my head like this, it, it, it starts hurting. Yeah. Well, because oh, yeah, after three, after three hours indeed. in the theater, <laughs> things get stiff. Yes. Do we narrow a bumper? What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Yes. Good thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why you're here. So, uh, Randy, what comic book do you have for us? Amazing Spider-Man 3? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> why did you say that so vindictively? Randy, will you marry me? <laughs> now, Maybe. I've heard enough about <laughs> Spider-Man, Ryan. I'm actually reading, uh, while he's looking for the comic, I, I'm reading... Amazing Spider-Man from the early 90s right now. Because yeah. I, I went to Colorado Coins, and all their back issues are half off, mm. Randy. So the, I, get, I get them for like a dollar. Uh, oh, that's, that's really cheap. I get them for like 10% above cost, which is less than a dollar. Well, cool story, Randy. <laughs> you did. Ladies and I, gentlemen, trying, welcome I, to the new host of Real Nerds, Randy. <laughs> I'm trying to support you, a local comic shop. I am supporting my local comic, comic shop, too. <laughs> Hey, so how much hey do comic guys, books cost when you order them, then? Shit's like a quarter, um, About a dollar and 38 cents. Really? thirty eight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so like your average $4 comic costs you about a dollar and dollar and 30 cents. Oh, that's not so bad, because the truth is... Yeah, everything yeah, is that way. To run that show. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Right. I, it's okay. I'd rather pay it, because I want to see artists like Paulo Rivera keep on drawing stuff. So. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like how I pulled that name out of somewhere, right? <laughs> Anyways, what comic do you got for us? Um, Is it so Trial by Jury, Amazing Spider-Man 363 through 365? Not even close. <laughs> what? Dude, in that one, Mary Jane it quit smoking. <laughs> it's not good. No, so, so I her, can tell. So, so it was about as boring as my life? Okay. Yeah. Trial by yeah. Jury? Well, there, so How else would you try? In the, well, in the early think. 90s, Venom branched off into Lethal Protector. Right. And his... Main oh, adversaries God. were this group of superpowered. Um, <laughs> Every issue just sounds. I know, right? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> superpowered th- uh, entities called the jury, and yeah. what they did is they would capture you and they would execute you because they were the jury. And they're in Spider-Man, and it's not that good. Randy, I feel like he's stealing your comic book corner. To Mark Bagley's Mark Bagley's a great uh, <laughs> yeah. artist, though. I do love Bagley. Yeah. Did Bagley do your book, Randy? No. Cool. Okay. What book no. you got for us? <laughs> um, it's called The Woods. Oh fuck! Um, Just kidding. So oh, this sounds like one of the ones I'm gonna like. It's a well, you will. It's an independent book, and so previews is really good about like giving out little spoilers and stuff, like the the month and a half before you buy the book, <laughs> so that nobody wants to read it. 
Well, if it's crappy, of course not. Because, yeah. you know, Image is really good about putting these, like, first couple, three pages of a book in. Hmm. Um, and so the thing that got me most about this, and I had to make sure to write it down so I get it appropriately. So the the one thing that it said was on October 16th, 2013, 437 students, 52 teachers, and 24 additional staff from Bay Point Preparatory High School in suburban Milwaukee, Wisconsin, vanished without a trace. And that was what detail. Yeah. And that's what made me want to buy this book. Like I'd already put it, put it down. I didn't care for anything else. Um, So it came in, I read it and it was very similar to, I keep associating it with the, the last predators movie where they just randomly got dropped into another planet. Dude. Same thing. Only the entire school blinked onto another planet. That's cool. Huh? Um, What's really weird is, like, it's got their own version of bats, but they're, like, six eyes and four wings. Um, it's got its own version of, like, bears that have... <laughs> Sean's like, why am I here? <laughs> um, but it's, like, bears that have, like, four arms and, like, humongous rows of teeth and, like, eight eyes and weird ears. Um, and so the idea is, like, they're all they all land into this this random planet and everybody's panicking and everything else but it's it's the trouble kids that like five or six of them that like patch themselves together and decide that the only way to survive is to leave the school and find a way back home huh so they the five of them get together and they leave and that's when the school itself starts becoming attacked um, in the first issue, a kid gets eaten, which is like the coolest thing ever. You actually get to Hell see yeah. that happen. You know, Hell an yeah. amazing Spider-Man 697 God, sh- shed. Sh- uh, the lizard eats his own son. <laughs> Joe Kelly. I'm. I, oh, actually, I'm actually now I'm interested in what he's saying. <laughs> no, no, Randy Corn. Right. Um, so they, uh, and of course they they're dropped down in this little spot right in the middle of a big patch of woods. Hence the name of the book. Um, so the five kids start leaving. And they walk up to the edge of the woods, and there's this giant, um, like, arrowhead pyramid-shaped stone with writing on it. Um, And so they just decide to start heading in the the direction of the arrow. (coughs) So that's the end of the first issue. Um, And the second issue, it turns out that there's these mosquito, giant mosquito-type things that are very poisonous. And one of them gets poisoned, but he's not telling everybody. They're trying to, again, walk away. Um, the kids try and overthrow the school and it's just so crazy. Like everything is happening in the second issue. So, um, if you can get it, I suggest you get it. I bought both the regular and the variant cover for like 20 bucks cause I had to have this book. <laughs> like it's awesome. Um, but they're selling out everywhere. So like if you can find anywhere that has it, so I don't know, maybe coins, cards and comics might have it. Oh, good job. Randy. Um, they will. <laughs> so go talk to Andrew and, yeah. and see if he can hook you up and find you a copy of number one. Very um, cool. I would definitely recommend that. That sounds awesome. Does it? I don't know if you ever read Morning Glories, but does it feel like it's going to have more answers than Morning Glories ever did? Yes. Because I read Morning Glories for like 20 issues and finally stopped reading it because I was like, look, I love Lost, but y'all are fucking crazy. I couldn't get that far. I got like four <laughs> issues in. I was like, and I'm done. This is, I got Dude, nothing here. They started doing like uh, Socrates' allegory of the cave, or Plato's allegory of the cave shit, and traveling through time, and, and never did they explain anything. Nope, and it you was, don't get any. I'm like, yeah. nope, I don't really need to see this anymore. Cool. Sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. So, yeah. Awesome. The Woods? The Woods. Who's it written by? Do you know? 
I don't. That's okay. I it's all over doing. my Facebook, though. I wish I could bring that up <laughs> fast enough. Like, it was... Put any name in there, right? Shakespeare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it, right? Yeah. It only wrote, just I believe out. he wrote everything. Um, but, like, it was so good that the day it, like, I get books on Tuesday night, so I can go home and read them you Tuesday night. It's just showing off. Man. I know. It's awesome, isn't Fuck. it? Um, and so Wednesday morning before I left to work, I posted it on Facebook that, like, everybody should read this thing. And I had, like, four guys tell me to put it in their hold slot. Like, I was like, okay, nah. done. No problem. <laughs> like, it's that good, man. You, That's you really, really cool. need to find this book and read it. Cool. Awesome. Meh. No Pete in it. I don't care. You no. <laughs> If you can't see he's it. At least, but he's Randy wearing, is wearing an amazing a Spider-Man. Spider-Man shirt just to appease you. That's, that's, you uh, can't that's Eric Larson right there. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. That is good. Oh well, it's it's what three forty five, three forty four. What Shit, you guys? No, are... I think it's. Uh, I think you got backwards. I think it's three thirty four. Okay, I yeah. think I don't know something like that. It's in that three hundred. But I know it's the one before he holds up Spider Man's skull. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> see, another this was, level. See, this is when these guys. This are is on when Venom level. was cool, and all you want to do is kill Spider Man. Yep. Oh. Um, and yeah. then they're like, eh, Venom should be a geek gay. And everything should be polybagged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We should go out of business. Giant size 206th issue. Yeah. <laughs> cool. There is uh, there's uh, Spectacular Spider-Man there, 217 some... oh, is foil stamped. You're like, what? <laughs> what? And it's Typhoid Mary or something Typhoid like that. Typhoid Mary? Yeah. Oh, it's right. like uh, a villain. Uh, made popular by the um, 2004 Electra movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that came out before. <laughs> Was it earlier than 2004? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I know the issue. I know the it, issue did. I was, yeah, yeah, it's also not even drawn by Sal Vescuma, so I don't even give a shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he wasn't in this one? Eh, it's all right. So what are we doing next, Ryan? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking box office numbers. Okay. This is the box office stats. Do you, have, do you know what won this week? Uh, I think it's shocking. Really? I, I guess not. It's not Damn. shocking. I think it's stupid. Why? I don't know. I didn't see the first one, but... What is it? What's in the box? <laughs> okay. What's in the beating box? Out, beating out 22 Jump Street and How to Train Your Dragon 2 was Think Like a Man 2, 2 spelled T-O-O. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, 30 like, million, right? Like, look who's talking 2. 30 million or 29 no. million. Or uh, 20, 29 million, yeah. I mean, it only beats uh, 22 Jump Street by $2 million. But still. Well, that's because... Damn. Um, this seems some, like a sometimes slow week, movie, yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes movies like that are really driven by female audiences because female audiences aren't given enough, and they're force-fed this stupid crap. Like, oh, it's yeah. romantic comedy with a bunch of cougars. Oh, I've got Shauna, Shauna, did you go see Think Like a Man 2? I have no idea what you're even talking about. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, but it, it's, it's a pro... Shauna, can you replace me at the mic? You're smarter than I am. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but it's a problem with Hollywood where they don't make movies that appeal to young women. Yeah, and young women, eighteen to twenty-four, so they put out this crap where it's a bunch of hot dudes who go to Vegas, and it's supposed to be funny, but it's nothing but a bunch of trash. Well, we're 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 skirting around the other thing, which is that it's one of those token black people movies yeah. that they like to advertise before. I'm not skirting before. around it. No, they, it's the same thing with Tyler Perry. Yeah, you know one of the one of the one of the best jokes ever in South Park is um, the special ed kids have a comedy awards. And no one shows up to get their comedy awards except for Tyler Perry. <laughs> and so while he's there, Token farts and he laughs. And he's, you know, and everyone thinks he's laughing at Tyler Perry because he's black. <laughs> and that's, 
<laughs> a joke that's on such another level yeah. that's so funny and true. Yeah. Well, it, my my problem has always been I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to make clean family comedies, and I don't think I there's anything either. wrong with wanting to to purposefully bring a lot of the black actors out of the woodwork who are not getting the attention that they deserve in, in mainstream movies. It's that I feel like when you silo them off and then also market them specifically to that community, I agree. you actually do it a, an, a horrible disservice. And what we get is not actually any kind of equality in Hollywood. What we get is, is for, for lack of a better metaphor, 1950s buses in Hollywood where you separate them. Um, well, but, but which well, is, I think, pretty shitty. Now, I, 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 I understand that like Hollywood doesn't like doing what they should be doing. But Hollywood, but that's no, why, no, that's no, why, I, that's I, why Star Wars has an actual like multicultural cast. What I was gonna say is, is that that the same thing could have possibly been said about Shaft, Coffee, Foxy Brown. A lot of things that a lot of film nerds consider um, very, very deep. I'm not saying yes. that we have to like them. They were 50 Wait, would you, really, would you, would you they were 50 I'm not, years ago. I'm not even comparing the two. I'm not even comparing the two. <laughs> but they were 50 years ago. Guys, the, most, the show's like, stopping because I'm going to take Ryan into a back alley and beat him up. <laughs> and give me the shaft deep. I'm going to give you the shaft. Well, that's how I like to do it. First, I punch you in the throat and then... <laughs> Just, um, just no, ride at home. Yeah, black exploitation. I will defend uh, no, black exploitation. No, it's partially it's, because it was fifty years. No, ago. it's not even that. And then I'm not saying that we have to like. And I'm not even saying that think like a man two or even think like a man one, like you know, con- is is comparable to yeah. that situation. What I'm saying is is that it's not unheard of. Like yeah. it's gonna keep happening. It's it's a trend. Like Hollywood has these trends. Like they just do them. It, yeah, it's all like it, having like you know it, refusing to have. Uh, Asian male leads who ever get ha- like have actual girlfriends or a real character around them. I, it's I, not I, necessarily a good one though. I don't and, say it's. A, I'm not saying it ain't a problem. We're, we're not like necessarily being fair, fair because of course none of us here have seen the first one. It might be a genuinely good film. Uh, of Think Like a Man. Yeah, I've seen the but, first one. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's, is it it's, exactly what we think it is? It, Kevin Hart's the funniest part of the movie. Okay, so if it's that exactly. Will, what we're and I saw Ride Along. <laughs> I get why the guy has a career. It, it, yeah. The problem is, is that you're you're. Essentially, you are selling, essentially, you know, a false idol, a, a, yeah. fa- a, not a false idol, a false idea of, you know, what what would be relatable in a film. But that cat on your lap, you look like a Bond villain. <laughs> Tell me, Mister Frost, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're willing to die. <laughs> but like, if you when we, when you really think about it, like these films are, I, I I've said this before and I'll say it again. Who really cares? If somebody's entertained by something, I say go for it. Now, the problem is, is though they are perpetuating a stereotype. It is, yeah. a, it is a problem. But you know, like, and I love Spike Lee said it best that uh, you can say Tyler something Perry, well. Well, Tyler Perry's like, <laughs> not this fight, not tonight. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> do you like Spike Lee? I do. Yeah. What's I wrong do. with you? Everything apparently. <laughs> um, he said that um, Tyler Perry was. Uh, two words that I can't say out loud because they are because I, I do have respect for it. I know it's you know not common in this like age of extremism, but I don't like using like racist words. But he made a description about Tyler Perry's career that I encourage you read that summed it up. 
It's it's perpetuating stereotypes to the point of Mammy from Gone with the Wind. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I feel like Spike I, Lee's I, the exact I, same thing. I can thing. say the same thing about Spike Lee of how he portrays white people in his film. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, right. So there's no point in arguing about it. Like the, 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 the affrontery of this whole argument is that this movie actually made number one at the box office. And that's, that's fine. the only yeah. thing. That's fine. It's the hangover for uh, black people. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding but me? The, but the fact that you can say it's the hangover for black people is what's wrong with the movie. That's what I'm because saying. Because the hangover shouldn't be for white people. I rest <laughs> my case. Where's Where's Judge Wapner? I right, rest I my agree. fucking case. No, I agree. When Roger Wait, the Ebert died, died his who... soul went into Ryan Frost. Oh, no. Man. Don't you ever compare me to Roger Ebert. I, I never. <laughs> I have a lot of hope in a little movie called Dear White People. That people should go check out. The I saw the for. trailer for this, and I thought um, this was catered spe- specifically towards me. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it. I think it's going to make fun of a lot of the things we're talking about. Yep, and, and the fact that apparently Gremlins is about like black people. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah, that was go amazing. check out this trailer. <laughs> they make a comment about Gremlins that's that strangely rings true in the weirdest way. Because they eat fried chicken after midnight? The next thing we're going to do is real news. <laughs> yeah, well, and they're, like, really loud while they watch movies, and, yeah. like, they bother the shit out of a bunch of white people. Oh, well, I was being and, like, funny. You're no, being no, serious? No, 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 that this is what the trailer says. Like, I'm not even... I'm, I'm repeating the things that they... Uh, anyway, go check out that trailer, because <laughs> I... <laughs> Dude. I think that might be interesting. It's all right, guys. Um, we have black friends. Anyway, did you know what else came out? Like, um... Back in the day, do you want to know what else came out this weekend? Last you, Action Hero. Did it really? Yeah. Did you see it's getting a re-Blu-ray release? And it's the Damn original... I, just it's, it's, I know, it's the original poster, too. Oh, hell yeah. That one's way cooler. Is, Is it going to have special features and stuff? No. Well, no, of course not. It's, it's the last... Yeah. You can, you can get a book um, about The Last Action Hero that I keep on meaning to get. There's literally a whole book about the making of that movie. Because it was such a colossal flop. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because uh, that's going to lead into what we watch this week. It's also going to lead into news this week. There but we whatever. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, I already said real news, so we're doing <laughs> real news. Shut up, Zach. I know. Fuck. It's real news. What are we doing? Real news. Oh, okay. Yeah, real news. All right. Do you guys see that Hawkins is making a fucking movie? Hawkins? Shane Black's making Predators. Yeah. yeah. That's where I was going. <laughs> you t- you stopped me yeah. for a minute. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I even had to go back and be like, oh, yeah, he plays Hawkins. But is it going to But is it going to be like uh, – is it going to be like what Rodriguez did with Predators? Or? Um, uh, no. Actually, I no. read a whole interview with him because they were saying he, they wanted him to reboot it. It was the original release from The Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, I think that's but how he, he got permission. Uh, he said, like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, then, but he <sighs> said, no, I'm going to make a sequel, and I'm going to expand the mythology of the Predators. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Oh, that it, would be nice. That, I love that idea. From, from the, the little bits I read from the interview, I got the sense that, like, he, he sort of got onto the project first and then redirected it, like, which yeah. to me sounds really cool. It's a sly um, operator. Right? Because his last movie made like a billion bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, it sounds like he's, you know, I, I don't know why you would remake it. Right, I, I don't know why you or why you would reboot it because it's you could tell the same story today and still call it a sequel. Yeah, right. yeah. There's right. no, there's no reason to go back and be like, well, this is well, a you new know one, why originally and this time the predators have extra mandibles so that we can say it's a reboot. Like, you know why he was right. an original predator, right? No, uh, he wanted to be an actor in Hollywood first. Really, and. The first script for Predator had a lot of issues with it. So they went to him and he says, I'll re- help you rewrite it if you give me a part in the movie. And, wow. that's, uh, and that's how he's why a Predator. He, why doesn't he write himself into his movies more often? I don't know. Is he not very good? 
No, he's good as Hawkins. But yeah. I don't know what other. He's in a few movies, but he's oh, okay. He's kind of found a up. voice of himself as a writer director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then he like made all that Lethal Weapon movie and retired for ten yeah. years. Yeah, Lethal Weapon's great. Yeah, I don't know I can't cool. picture him as Riggs though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Remember the opening scene where they're like doing that drug deal and Mel Gibson's all crazy? It's awesome. In which one? No, because the first, the first scene, one, the first one, one they all the, start the, the tree farm. The tree, the oh tree yeah, farm. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought you were talking about the very first scene. I was just like, no, the first scene was her jumping out the window after. I'm talking about the first one with Riggs. Okay, yeah. Riggs. Okay. Well, there's the director's cut also where he shoots down that sniper in the school. Have you yeah. seen that? I, I love that scene. I, I I know it's not necessarily the best part of it, but I, I thought it was like one of those. I thought it should have been in the first cut, like that we saw in theaters. But you saw Lethal Weapon in theaters? No, I know, but <laughs> I've seen both cuts. I think I'm the only one old sure. enough to have seen Lethal Weapon in theaters. Did you though? No, yeah, I, I think say. I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> old enough to be alive, you mean then? <laughs> Mommy, why is Wig shooting people? <laughs> I, I might have been old enough to see. It. Oh, really? Did you? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, did you know it was amazing? Or I didn't like it as much then as I do now. Oh, like I still have all four movies on VHS tape. Like, <laughs> uh, even just, the Chris you still, I, you still have VHS yeah. tapes. I forget that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you have that trademark a couple days yeah. ago? Oh, yeah. This guy's like, "Hey, how much are your VHS tapes?" And they said ninety nine cents. Uh, please, got like 50 please of them. just take them. We need more space for books. <laughs> go go into a thrift store and tell them you're willing to buy a box, and they'll sell you like fifty of them for like three bucks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's crazy. I just take them in there and say, like, here, would you give me a penny for each of these? Uh, actually, that's, that's pretty much what I do with my DVDs. Um, <laughs> See, that's my problem is I haven't gotten into Blu-ray yet yeah. because I'm still converting my VHS into DVD. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to skip the DVD part now, sir. One project at a time, man. <laughs> um, I'm a comic book guy. I'm a completist. I have to do one thing yeah. first. No, I, I get it. <laughs> Uh, Would you like a chocolate covered pretzel, Brody? <laughs> we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get a Pacific Rim two in 2016. Found out that this week. Oh, nice! Uh, and also, uh, Eli Wallach died at the ripe old age of 98. Who, if you don't know who Eli Wallach, he was ugly in the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Damn! Oh um, right, but I 98, saw like, dude, good for him. Solid character actor. Bobby Womack died today. We never talk about music. No, and you know why? Yeah. You know why? Because people suck. Because Bobby Womack sang the song to my. <laughs> Favorite movie of all time, Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. The opening credit song is Across 110th Street, yeah. which is from the film right. Across 110th Street. Right. But it just that was a good song. He was a great artist. A true, like, it's just one of those people who just, like, when you listen to that song, oh, you yeah. just kind of feel upbeat. You just want to start walking down Even the street. Even though it's actually a really depressing song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Here, just, here's um, what's crazy, though. Is, and perfect it. for Jackie Brown. You, I oh, love yeah. Rod oh, Stewart, God. and he's actually... He died, and Rod Stewart was working on an album with him, plus oh. Snoop Dogg, and like all these like huge artists were, because Bobby Womack was going through like financial trouble, so he got like all his musician friends, and they were all making this new album for him. Um, so hopefully, you'll see the light of day, and it'll go to his family. And uh, hopefully, so. Yeah. All right, Zach. So now you have to wax poetic about, uh, poetic about Eli Wallach. He. When you watch the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> When he's, you watch, he's the, gonna do it. He's gonna do it. When Here you watch go. Good, Bad, and the Ugly, this is the thing. I haven't watched uh, an Eli Wallach movie in a while, but I, when I heard the news, it was actually a little sad because I, I love him in that film. And when you watch that film, we remember, we re, we remember Clint perfectly. Yeah. You know, we remember like every element of the cinematography. We remember the direction and whatnot. But 
we seem to forget about Tuco. We seem to forget about like these things like that happened in Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Like all the different character actors, and Eli was one of them. He did something that was amazing, and he made a character that was so compelling and rich. A supporting character is always underwhelmed and underrated, and when you watch him perform you're you're watching a man who's so committed to his role in it that it allows clint eastwood to be that badass oh i love that i can like make zach be hyperbolic about anything <laughs> <laughs> right like all i did was say like, talk about eli well uh, it's one of the most amazing things ever <laughs> let me no, ask you a question I, I do you and Good ryan job. when i leave the door every time i come out here do you guys just turn to each other and go abed 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 <laughs> 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 All cool, right. cool. Um, cool. So that's news. Unless I missed something. Thank you, Shauna. Oh, Brandy, do you have something? Actually, yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys, maybe you did know it or not. Um, so I went and saw the Transformers movie with a friend of mine yesterday yeah. who happens to be a manager at a theater. And she was telling me that they had gotten a, an email stating that there was this 15-minute like, oh, that's right. thing for Guardians of the Galaxy that they're going to put yeah. out on the 7th. And it's supposed to be like, Two, twice that day. Right yeah, now. I don't know what it's going to be. It was supposed to be like a full 15 minutes something or another. Like first maybe. come, first serve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I thought that was kind of cool. 15 minutes of the movie? I believe yeah, that would be it, yeah. stoked just, about it. Just, I, 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 I love that idea, but just it's it's only August. Like, we can wait that long. I know. Right. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like, I, I fought back and forth on these things every time they do them. Because, like, they did, uh, they did, I think, seven minutes of Dark Knight in front of I Am Legend. Like, they showed right. you, like, the bank scene. Right. Um. And I remember like really being tempted by that, and but man, Guardians is one of those movies that I I should have stopped watching the trailers. Like I should have I should have as soon as I saw the first trailer and and heard that that soundtrack, and, right. like, I should have just shut it off and been like, this is, I'm gonna love this. I need to step away from it. It's oddly right. enough but what I, haven't. I did, and I I haven't watched a damn clip. I have their uh, Facebook they've, feed. They've, their Facebook um, page is on my feed. And they keep doing these giveaways and whatnot, and they keep putting clips up, and I'm always tempted to just push that play button. Oh, man. It it looks so good. I'm really excited by it. But the thing is, though, it's not for people like us. This is true. We're going to go out and see it. So what they want to do is say, oh, here's 15 minutes. Go see it. Then they want them to tell their friends and their friends. Because there's a lot of people out there who, even even people who really love Marvel, Mm -hmm. like Shauna, who's sitting here, has no fucking clue. And when you see a trailer that's got a talking (laughs) raccoon and a big tree man, you're going to go like, like even my mom, like I showed it to her because I was really excited. I was like, oh, you have to see this. You love Marvel movies. You're going to love this thing. And she watched it and she was like, what? I was like, what do you mean what? It's got what, talking about Kuna what? Tree Man. Like, what? Right. Why don't you love that? I don't understand why you don't love this. Y- you also just described what the doctor is going to repeat back to your mother when you are in the straitjacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a talking tree, tree man. man and a raccoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. I, I want to see it. I, I absolutely yeah. want to no, see it. No, I'll see it. I'll always watch are you those things. Oh, oh, you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll see them all the time, man. Those, yeah. They're great. I yeah. love Marvel stuff. Uh, anyway, that's news. Uh, DVDs? Blu-rays. Yeah, who gets fucking DVDs besides this, this guy? I do. DVD releases and Blu-rays. I even get, like, really specific. So Actually, I... it's funny. I know there's a movie that's coming out next week that I've pre-ordered. Me too. That uh, I think, oh, maybe it's the following week is mine. T- tell us what's coming out, James. Um, oh, I was going to say that I, I actually get, like, when I go to Digital Bits and open up what's coming out this week, I only open up the Blu-ray ones. I don't open the DVD yeah, ones because that just feels like, oh, what a like, waste. What a, yeah, I don't give a shit about those. 
Um, <laughs> so the big one, the thing that I have pre-ordered is uh, Book Two: Spirits of uh, the Legend of Korra comes out this week. Oh yeah, that's what um, I have. Oh, is that what you pre-ordered? Yeah. Totally. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. I should lend you the first season you because should. it's amazing, and you haven't seen it yet. I haven't. Um, so or you should just watch the whole first series because, man, shit's good. What is what is book two? Um, so it's it? the second season of The Legend of Korra, which is it's the so good that series. Zach's checking his phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Got to check um, message. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's the sequel series to uh, The Last Airbender, um, oh, which also Avatar ties thing. in because that bullshit movie version that they made. Uh, Katara is played by the young woman who's in Transformers 17, the Dinosaurs of Extinction. Oh. Um, so, anyway. Um, the movie that I bet is what Ryan has pre-ordered, maybe, is Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> it's a Blu-ray release. <laughs> it totally is. Is, that, is. that really? Yeah. And it's you like, are a, it's you're like a great ten, man for like doing that. It's like 10 bucks. That's perfect. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think there was only a trailer on it, but man, what are you going to do? First yeah. time I ever bought it on DVD was only three bucks at uh, Second Spin. So. It's, yeah. a, it's a movie that you really have to enjoy in a high definition. I, I, <laughs> it is. Uh, are you kidding? Like, they could make an opera out of it and I'd still go. No, the, the one I, I to actually the real one uh, next week is uh, Lake Placid. Oh, oh that was such yeah. a good... Is it a... Is it a uh, it's a Scream Factory. Scream Factory? Oh my God, that sounds oh. awesome. Um, you know, actually, I was thinking of you because didn't you want Leviathan on Blu-ray? I can't. They're releasing it. Uh, Scream Factory is. Oh man! I, I, August, oh. the end of August, I think, is when it comes out. I, I thought of you. Yeah, any of those movies with giant monsters or giant like animals in them, I kind of want to see. <laughs> uh, the first season of Helix, which is the Ronald D. Moore show, um, which I never saw. I don't think anyone did, mm. but that comes out this week, so you might want to check that out if you're a big Ronald D. Moore fan. Um, I it's been long enough since I was sitting at the same table as. Um, as uh, uh, Edward James almost that I can say that the last two seasons of that show were fucking garbage, um, <laughs> and uh, and also there is a Blu-ray release of the Final Terror. Yeah, that's um, a Scream Factory. Is it really? Yep. Oh my god! Tell, tell me about this artwork. movie. I, this is true. I just I, thought it was. I've never seen it, but there is. Um, I sometimes don't get those ones right away because they're not their collector's editions. They still do a really good job of them. Don't get me wrong. Right. But uh, like, there's one that's coming out in the middle of July called uh, The Evil Within, I think is what it's called. And it has this really badass box art for it. Uh, and it's a collector's edition. I have no idea what it's about. but uh, Oh, it, or, or is it Without Warning? I think it's Without Warning. I'm not sure. I, I haven't even heard of The Final Terror before. Like, yeah. That's so, actually a film I've never heard of. I know. So I order them because they're Scream Factories. Yeah. I was going to say, I actually have the, the, what was the other, The Evil Within? Mm -hmm. I have that on VHS. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, I, maybe it's Without Warning. I don't know. It's like this really big like monster alien and a Scooby-Doo van in the front. Oh, this is, this is just, without title. This is just a, a couple running away from some people. So I don't even know oh, that the there's final a terror. Yeah, yeah. they're That's walking. The, they're like, walking away from text. The I'm not <laughs> even sure that they're afraid. I think they're just like in a race. The thing with uh, <laughs> uh, they the final terror is that they don't win the race. Uh, the Scream so Factory releases the, the uh, Boulder Boulder uh, original movie poster yeah. art. If they don't it do is. it, their own commissioned art for it. Yeah, um, and it's funny because they split up the tagline. So at first, I thought the tagline was just "Can anyone survive?" Yeah. <laughs> Which is an awesome tagline for a horror movie, <laughs> and also a good existential question for philosoph yeah. philosophy majors. <laughs> yeah, can can anybody at all? <laughs> anyway, that's the It's a short that? week. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Um, cool. So this is the stuff we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. 
I'm going to pet it like there's like some text in front of me on a screen. Yeah. <laughs> Usually when he when Ryan says that he like waves his hand like Vanna yes. White. Like, like, he's, there's, lay, there's like he's laying out a cheese platter. Yes. Like, <laughs> I won't lay out a cheese platter. I oh. think lay out a wing platter. What? <laughs> <laughs> on your tombstone it's going to say Ryan Frost. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Who's going first, Ryan? Randy, how about you go first? Because me and Zach are probably going to get really into <laughs> discussions. Oh, oh Lord, yeah. Um, well, so the first thing I did is I uh, I bought the full season, the complete season of Dexter on DVD. Yeah, the series <laughs> on DVD. Did you get that yeah, badass one where it's like the where it's the, inside the, the blood? blood. Oh. Oh. Okay, bought it on cool. eBay is it, is it for pretty? sixty bucks. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> that was included. Gonna shipping. break into your house for the cost of a crowbar. <laughs> I have a thousand dollar firearm that will make sure you don't make Shit. it too far. <laughs> What if I were it's to resting on top you of your comics. <laughs> you would really have to do some convincing. <laughs> it's mostly Zach just is going, willing. please, 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 please. $60 is a lot of love. So. I know, but the, how does the design look in the inside? Because I only saw photos, but is it like detailed and everything? Like, it, they... well, like what I didn't understand, I didn't catch it in the picture, was that apparently all they did was they just turned the discs red. Oh, okay. oh. Um, and so the disc goes in a little plastic case, and it drops right down in there. Oh, okay. That's, so that's pretty clever. I like it, that. it wasn't bad, but I mean, you could take any other like yeah. Like it reminds me of the CDs. Mm. Yeah. Like it's just a little piece of plastic. You snap it in there. You drop it in there. You yeah. can hardly read what it tells you because it's, of course, trying to put it against red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, for what it was, I didn't pay a whole lot for it. But I watched. The first three seasons, I pirated it off the internet. So I watched four through <laughs> whoa, whoa, what whoa. eight? We don't suppose so, here. Wait, wait, do we? So you're no. saying you're okay. saying that um, because the cost of owning Showtime is preventative to actually watching the show, you you pirated the show and then eventually actually bought, <laughs> bought the show, it. supporting the show. Correct. James, oh, the real no not really because he <laughs> bought it on eBay. So it well, but really... still, he ended up spending money on the show. Like he, you know. yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, like. Yeah, interesting. So I, I watched Dude, four season eight. four, though. Great. Well, Michael C. Hall now can't crazy. afford his new Lamborghini. Andrew, Andrew Bueno what? has that same argument about uh, going to concerts and whatnot. Like, he taught that to me. It's <laughs> um, a, good, it has, a good point of view. Well, except that artists actually make all their money off of, off of contests, or uh, concerts. <laughs> so if you sneak into concerts, you're stealing money more than you would be by stealing music. Anyway, um, uh, dude, John Lithgow. Can we talk about how oh, amazing God, John Lithgow is? The, the Trinity he, Killer? Yeah. Has oh, my God. ever been Big old bag of crazy. so good? I, he, he played that part so well. Like, you just believe that he was, like, that kind of a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I ran through, what, five seasons in, like, six days. Wow. Yeah. I just, I'd come home and throw one in, and as soon as it was done, I'd put in another. So, <laughs> that last, like, five seasons just all merged together. Um, but... Did oh, you, God, none. Without none. getting into spoilers, how oh, did you yeah. feel about the fifth season coming okay. out of the fourth season? Uh, oh, you'll, have to, you'll have to refresh my memory. Uh, uh, the fifth season four, is, fourth the season is Trinity Jules Killer. Right. Fifth or season is post-Trinity um, Killer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, like, it was all right. It kind of... I never expected. Sean, are you watching the show right now? Yeah, I never expected that to happen. Right, I felt a little underwhelmed by it, but like it it was still like it was still brilliant moves. Like I felt like they didn't like make any faults in Dexter until the final season, really. Right. Yeah. Well, and it it made perfect sense once you watched it why he was so happy driving away in the car. Yeah. I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. no, we're not saying anything that's gonna. Yeah, I think we're being. Sean and just... Matt here. Like she, Sean is on her. Like she's, she's doing like, this, please, like, yeah. Please don't. Shut your face. She's about no, no, no. to jump across the table. Yes. 
It's really funny, though, talking about John Lithgow. We were watching that season of Dexter while I was also watching um, Once Upon a Time, Alice in Wonderland, and he plays the White Rabbit. So having oh. the Trinity Killer voice in my head and then having the White Rabbit voice in my head at the same time was ridiculous. <laughs> so what season are you guys on? We are almost done with six. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. so the biggest spoiler in the entire series is behind you. Like oh, we yeah. we can't do anything that's going to yeah, really. Yeah, we can't okay. do anything. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Right but, we saved the day, guys. Right. Real nerds Thank ahoy. God for small favors, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so chips ahoy. <laughs> chips ahoy. Nabisco. <laughs> uh, so that that was worth it, though. Like I, I oh, enjoyed yeah. it. It didn't. It didn't. I don't know how to say it. Um, it, it didn't end the way I I wanted it to. Yeah. So. Um, but it was still worth it. Like I, I would still it watch it the way all again. anybody wanted it then. It's right. <laughs> the, the, I know I've never watched an episode of Dexter. I've never watched an episode of The Sopranos. But I know that it's like <laughs> people get you up horrible and, devil. No, people get up in arms about how those shows ended. I mean, it's yeah. because I, I have my pulse so much on pop culture that mm-hmm. when stuff ends and people hate it, they're like, "Hey, what the fuck?" And they get like really <laughs> pissed and. That's how people, I felt about like, Lost. I love the way The Sopranos ended. I love the. I. I. I'm indifferent about the way Dexter ended. I hate the way that Lost. Really, ended I thought because, Lost well, ending I, was beautiful. I. Yeah, I, love I Lost couldn't ending. stand the I, ending to Lost. You know what? Because I didn't understand it. <laughs> Family Guy I, said it best. The appro- The title of that show is very appropriate. Family Guy's never said anything <laughs> the best, but um, <laughs> the. Uh, I. I think that what happens is that people fall in love with a show and they. They feel like they, and they do, they own those characters in, all, in a way, and they know where they want it to go. Right. And so no ending is ever right for everyone. Um, right. And there are, there are so many factors that go into, like, things that aren't necessarily what the writers want. The Sopranos is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. The Sopranos doesn't way the, end the way the writers wanted to end it. It ends because they thought they might make a movie. Um, I actually had adore the ending of The Sopranos and think that that show couldn't have ended any other way. Oh, yeah. And that it, we should talk about it sometimes because <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I think absolutely. that it re-encapsulates that whole show because you're never afraid for James Gandolfini's character. Until that You really moment. never are until that moment. And then suddenly you realize that he lived that way the whole six and a half, six seasons or whatever. I know, I know. That, it's and a it, brilliant ending. And it's, um, it's, and it's that. And when you, when you do that cut to black, you think you're being cheated, but it, really it's, when I was a, when I was younger, I saw the end of No Country for Old Men, and it cuts to black out of nowhere, and I was like, "What the heck?" And then, as you get older, and also if you look at it retrospectively, you realize, "Oh no, yeah, I was you, tricked." If you and actually I was beautifully listen, tricked. yeah, if you actually listen no, to what that sucked, saying, I hated it. Oh my god! Oh my god! I no, love that. No, no. Yeah, I, I felt that way, and then I saw the light. I well, I said something bad about the Cohen brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay because one yeah. day you'll wake up too. No, <laughs> army of nerds no. attack. See, that was a that was a subtle reference to the actual to the end of the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not subtle at all. No, uh, cool. What else? What else? Um, <laughs> uh, watched the new Riddick movie. Oh God, why? <laughs> um, it was like three bucks. Oh, well, that's yeah. so, again, I think it's worth three dollars. I think there's some. I mean, except for like the horribly sexist bullshit in that movie. I guess well, if you had to pay to have obvious. a spoon stuck up your ass, three bucks is pretty reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like for me, if it's got enough action and enough yeah. blood and guts or explosions, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, fair enough. Three dollars is. Say again. So you liked Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> right. Save, save that for the review. We're getting there. Um, why isn't but, she taking the microphone? She, she, she's I know, clearly like, it, it, we are in range where she can take it. Why aren't you giving up? <laughs> right, because I, I, I won't. I, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna give it up. <laughs> Stop singing. I won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it! Let Jeez. you down. We just 
It took us three years to rickroll the fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently. God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so did you like Riddick? I did. It was okay. I mean, it, it was basically Pitch Black 2. See, I don't, but right, I, don't which, get, I don't think the character is that appealing. I like him in Pitch Black. But know. in Pitch Black, he's it, not an alien, and like, well, yeah, you don't really the know thing is that too much is about I him. I don't think Vin Diesel can carry movies. I agree with you. I think he's great as a support. Like, he's good in the Fast movies. Yeah, um, but he's right. not really the main character. Yeah, but and Pitch Black's okay too because he's not the focus not of the, the story. Guy. Right. Again, so, it was it was everybody else. Which no. is what that which is what that movie is missing. Right. Like, yeah, if yeah, it yeah, had yeah. a story about somebody who who is willing to kill all of these people at the beginning and then has to learn to die for them by the end. Yeah. Man, dude, Pitch Black's a fucking good movie. And we have to see Katie Sackhoff's boobs. And, oh, like, God. and she doesn't die. Does she die? She's, uh, no, she actually no, she rescues she, him, oh doesn't God. she? Yeah. Oh. And pretty yeah, she sure rescues like her him, and then him. gets a serious deep dick and then switches from being a lesbian. Yeah, that movie's fucking horrible. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. No. Oh. Um, like, the, the thing that got me the most about it, though, that I couldn't stand about it was, so, of course, he calls out a distress signal to bring in other ships, and then he disappears, and he writes in blood on the wall something like, uh, uh, just leave a ship, leave one of the ships and go, and yeah. I'll let you all live or something like that, or you'll all die or something leave like that. one of the ships and go another. <clears throat> and so what's crazy is that two separate ships come down. They go hunting for him. When they finally get him, it's like he won't tell them, well, okay, there are these creatures they're going to come out of the ground. They're going to kill us all. The whole planet's full of them. He just goes, you need to leave me a ship and go. It's like, well, you could have ended the movie, and everybody would have made it if you'd have said, we all need you to leave, ship. or you're There's all going to die. In the world. I'm all like, it was the dumbest thing ever, because yeah. you know, 30 minutes into the movie, they could have ended it by going, just get us all on the ship before we all die, because these creatures are coming out of the ground. Huh. Yeah. So he didn't do it. I was like, that was kind of lame. Yeah. The, the excuse for that was really lame. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, so. I think they. I think they wanted to go that route of trying to make it like Pitch Black and like maroon people on a planet with right. monsters, but then they they never came up with an actually good story to tell you there. Nope. which is the problem, right? It's yep. why Pitch Black is special and you know. did, special. Did, did you at least I, no, appreciate? I, I, like, you really think it is? Did you at least I really appreciate think. the fun of just like, eh, we're seeing Vin Diesel fight things like that? I, yeah, I, I saw it. Like, I I don't understand the Riddick mythology worth a damn. I guess I just there never cared, but. They're, they just—I just like watching Vin Diesel beat the shit out of things. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there should I not don't. be anything. There should not be a Riddick remember mythology. when he tried to beat up the Rock in Fast Five. Remember, remember when he tried yeah. to stand as tall as Rock? Yeah, um, and they lose this really horrible force perspective in Fast Six. Yeah, so mm. I'm not saying that that well, Pitch Black no, is an actually. amazing <laughs> movie, but I think it's special in that genre that most of the time it's just people get stranded and there's monsters and. Um, what's her? Uh, Rada Mitchell's character. That that story arc is actually pretty interesting. And She's I think naked those, in the underworld. I think those movies. characters are <laughs> the underworld movies. She's in the third underworld. No, that's Rona Mitra. <laughs> oh, yeah, different woman. Yeah, Rada Mitchell is in like same thing. <laughs> She's in. <laughs> She's in Man on Fire. What? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Denzel Washington one. Yes, the that's Equalizer. Cool um, anyway, when's Tony Scott's new movie coming out? Oh my Whoa. god. Oh my Whoa. God. Whoa. Oh, holy shit. That's too... Okay, James. Oh, sorry, guys. James. So now Tony you can Scott's let your mother listen to every years. one of my episodes cuz he just made <laughs> No, two, two years joke. something like that. That was that was bad. Oh man. Oh, that hurt you. Put James. that up on Twitter, see what happens. Look, and I wasn't even the biggest Tony Scott fan, but like that was ugh. Anyway, Randy, you got anything else? Uh 
I rewatched Spider Man Three. Nice. Because cool. I heart Venom. Okay, that's um, unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing you're far so, enough away from Ryan. You know, I'm not. I'm going to be a dick here. So, are you a Spider Man fan? Define fan. <laughs> hey, dude, wait, 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 he wait, 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 not falling into wait, your trap. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. He did. That's why you like Venom. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, Ghostbusters two on VHS. Uh, nice. Of course. Really? Yeah. Anniversary yeah. came up recently. So, do you think yeah. Spider Man three is horrible? No, I actually I don't think like it is it. either. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah. Now, is it, he a Spider-Man fan? No, I, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be one. I don't have to be one. <laughs> um, God, I'm not not everybody can appreciate the fire, greatest so. literary character of all time. It's all right. You know what's really good about Spider-Man 3 is actually James Franco. <laughs> I actually love James, James Franco. James Franco's arc yeah. in the Spider-Man trilogy is amazing. It is. You, because, you were talking about Harry Osborn yeah. on the Spider-Man episode that we did. Mm-hmm. You're right. That Harry Osborn is a damn good character. Yes. I didn't realize that before. I had to I had to like read you know, a I few could, books, but he's you a You know what? Good if character. you pick up the trade paperback, uh The Son of Goblin, it has all his key issues, Harry Osborne's. Great, great trade paperback. Can I'll you get it for 10% off of Color Coins of Comics? You do. <gasps> okay. Awesome. Cuz they'll have his first appearance cuz he never wanted to be the Green Goblin. No, yeah, he just wanted to he just wanted to make his father proud. You know, it's a very relatable story. I, 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 I love when we bring this stuff up. One of my favorite moments in Spider-Man ever <laughs> is uh <laughs> In, I'm sorry, I, yeah, I opened the Kraken. <laughs> there you go. Is in, chi- in The Child Within Part 6, uh, the Green Goblin is trying to get vermin to kill Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man ends up defeating the vermin. Um, and then Peter says, fine, dude, just kill me. If it really means that much to you. So Harry gets on his glider and he has the thing come out. And he comes down. He, then he crashes on purpose and he wants to know why he can't do it. And the last panel, Spider-Man says, is because you're a good guy. Or something along the lines of that. And he goes away. That's see, it's awesome. There you go. Harry Osborne is a great character. Love it. How's the muffin? It's the best, <laughs> <laughs> greatest line in any Spider-Man movie. Oh, no, <laughs> well, it's yeah, yeah it is <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Just the way he delivers it. That cooking it's scene good. is weird. It is. Weird. Oh yeah, that's right. The cooking scene. I forgot about that. It's it's. You know what? It's funny. Like there was a scene in Spy- Amazing Spider-Man Two where um, it's that I do it all for you, and they're showing him <laughs> yeah. like going like, and he puts up that stupid sticky note, which is like, "Do I have to lose her too?" Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that was the equivalent to me of this new Spider-Man franchise's version of trying to be more or less relatable to quote-unquote normal people. <laughs> or at least people who aren't into comic books but are trying to like go there because their boyfriends like are dragging them there or something like that. Or their girlfriends are dragging them there. Whatever the case may be. I still don't think Topher Grace is a bad Eddie Brock. People <sighs> hate on him. But... I, don't, I don't know why he was there, but I, I, don't mean, think, I, I don't like think watching Topher Grace try. Just... <laughs> I thought it was okay. I know it seems mean, but... No. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyway. So the last thing I wanted to but didn't get it in yet was uh, your guys' Blu-ray. Oh, oh you're really oh. missing out. You didn't yeah. get us in yet, huh? No, no. Well, it's it, unfortunately, it's trying to find a Blu-ray player. <laughs> there's, a D- there's a DVD in it, too. Yeah, I know, DVD. but I wanted but it, to try and experience it in Blu-ray. Randy oh, in, it does searching look for Blu-ray. You know what? I, I'll, I'll tell you this. If anybody wants one, we have a limited quantity left. They're $15. Just instant message us, or you can put money in our PayPal account, and we'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, but... The DVD's um, resolution is almost as good as the Blu-ray. It looks yeah, really good. It looks good. Okay. And the man, the fucking blooper reel. It's an hour long, but it's. I, it's I think funny. it's funny because I was there, 
So I kind right. of like remember those moments, but I yeah. Yeah, there's some pretty neat stuff. Back there there is. That's part not of as it. many shots of me hitting Ryan or Brad with a car, though. No, uh, no. I was really looking forward to that when we were getting to the end. <laughs> um, but yeah. But yeah, that was it. Cool, James. What'd you watch this week? It better be something fucking good too. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, uh, mean, well, to the, I'm mean to the host. You, something James. mediocre, oh. and then something just fucking god awful. Um. But uh, there's a couple quick things I want to run through. Um. So. I, I talked about the fact that Dan, my roommate, is uh, watching through all the Alien movies. And I specifically wanted to sit and watch Alien Resurrection with him uh, because I'm a masochist, for one thing. Uh, and also <laughs> because like, I, wanted to, I wanted to see how he experienced it and then also explain to him why it should have been great. Because um, I still contend that while I, I find watching that movie really grueling... Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff in that. Like, the ideas yeah. and what it's trying to do... like. Joss Whedon's actual script, I think, is really smart, um, and maybe one of the smartest sequels to Alien. Um, it's just that the direction in that movie is fucking horrible. Uh, everything that that guy, well, not everything that guy does, but most of what he does just breaks the tension. He doesn't understand the 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 source. Yeah, yeah, um, and he's able to make some and stuff he's French, gross, fuck that guy. but like, <laughs> I mean, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, there's he just doesn't ever get the tension right, and it. it the example I always use is the, the scene with the aliens in the water, right? Where, A, the aliens are swimming in the water, and it's super bright, and so you can see the aliens really well, which just kills the tension, because it, it means that the aliens end up having to, like, swim around the water and never really attack our heroes, because we know exactly where they are. There's, no, there's not that, like, that sense that they could be anywhere. Um, right, like... And then, uh... In Aliens, the right. second one where Newt's in the water. Yes. And, and you she... don't see nothing. Right. The whole time you're expecting one to pop up out of nowhere. And then when you see the four little, yeah. oh, my God. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, and then that scene ends with them getting to the other side. Game and it's covered, in, it's covered in, like, that goo. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you sort of, you, you start to get the sense that, like, something's wrong. And right. then he does this horrible shot where he pulls through the goo and shows you there's all these eggs on the other side. Right. Which totally kills the tension because there's still a few more minutes before they get through. And it, it would have been so much better. And the reason it's written in there is so that you, you film it so that they, they're struggling because they can't get oxygen. There's something going on on the other side and they break through. And then they realize what they've gotten into. Like, that's a cool sequence. Right. And that sequence isn't in the movie. There's this other bullshit that's really boring. Um, so anyway, uh, and then we also watched Prometheus following that. Dan had seen that before, but he didn't understand it because he'd never seen any of the aliens. Um, and I still, I really want to get there. Fucking love that movie. The, do you have the 3D Prometheus? version? I liked it. Yeah. Do you have, do you have the 3D version of Prometheus? James. No, I don't. No. Cause there's a whole extra Blu-ray. That's like a two hour documentary. I, but it, I really want an ex, I want a director's cut cause, cause the, no. the extended, the extended ending is way better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the um, there's a scene early on, the, the Guy Pierce scene where with young Guy Pierce, I think is actually really important. Um, and then, especially once you've seen the movie once, like um, the, the reason I think they took it out was because they didn't want to spoil the fact that Guy Pierce was on the ship because of where the time, mm-hmm. where, when it is in the movie. But once you've seen the movie and that's, you know that, like right, I'd like know. a version where I can see that scene mm-hmm. while I watch the movie. Right. Um, and they'll never do it, but there's a, a CG version of the monster that comes on and attacks and kills all the guys in the in the garage um, that I think is way creepier than the one that they use in the movie. They went with the practical one because it's practical, but I think the CG one, like it, he's big and bloated and like just looks fucked up as hell. Um, 
So I would really like a director's cut of that movie. And they'll never do it. Maybe when, maybe when they make the sequel. Maybe when they make Prometheus 2, which apparently is still happening, even though oh, is the world is full of people who hate on that movie for all the wrong reasons. <sighs> give, give Shauna the mic. I wanna, I'm picking a fight. Yeah, Shauna, please, because I really want to say something, but my, my <laughs> hate tank is very Phil right now. So you, mm-hmm. can, you go ahead and... I loathe Prometheus. Why? Why? But I, I, we need to know. Like, I felt like it was the biggest waste of time. I, the whole <laughs> sitting through, I, I could never get those hours back. And there's only one one I other that movie that's made me dead. feel like that <laughs> in my life. And that was Message in a Bottle. Made me feel like I could never get those hours back in my life. <laughs> Kevin Costner's Message in a Bottle is yep. comparable wow. to Shauna as wow. Prometheus. That's the only they're putting other that movie on the, They're that putting I, that on the <laughs> DVD cover of the director's cut that eventually comes out. It's the only other movie I've ever seen that made me feel like I could never get those that time back in my is, life. Is Message in a Bottle like a really deep <laughs> message about the juxtaposition between creation and death and what it means to, to meet your god? Is that... Is, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen. Mercy no, it has nothing to do with that. Oh, just, look, look, Ryan, I'm just what, telling that's you what that Prometheus I hate those about. movies equally. I hate them for different reasons. R- Ryan, oh. fuck Transformers. We're going to talk about Message in a Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending an SOS to your heart. <laughs> um, How many more anyway. songs can we just fit into this podcast? Every, every one of them. When, when we hit Duran Duran, we know we've reached the end of the show. <laughs> Some no, sure of the acting uh-huh. in Prometheus uh, is incredible. Yeah, and Dude, I can, Michael I can Fassbender's... absolutely yes. And he would be the one that I would point at. Michael Fassbender <sighs> in Prometheus is amazing, and mm-hmm. his performance is wonderful. Yeah, the story in the movie, it's the whole amazing. thing. Nope. Oh my and god. And the freaking previews with that yeah, annoying. With squeal. That oh, Wee! I hated it. We went to so many movies. We went to so many movies before that damn movie came out. It's great. Yes, I was ready to pull my hair out by the time I saw it. (laughs) Well, because here's the thing: that was one of the movies. That was one of the movies where I refused to watch the trailer, so I would look away every time the trailer happened. So all I heard was the sound. I was the opposite, and I watched every clip because I'm not. I'm not a biggest Alien fan, so I was trying to understand why everybody was getting like all hyped up about it. Andrew Bueno said had a quote about Prometheus because we saw it on IMAX uh, opening weekend, and he said this, and it's the best review of Prometheus ever. It's like two stoners were sitting down in a room alone with each other and going, "Hey, could God eat a, make a pizza so hot that he himself couldn't eat it?" And that was that. That to me summed up how I felt about Prometheus. That's and stupid. How, no, it, I no, it's not. It's actually it's, it's very smart. That movie. Think about it. No, because Prometheus is way more deep than that is. The Prometheus is the deep dish of pizza. Okay. I was like, oh, we're really going to get into a discussion, but no. No, it was really just a pizza joke. Um, Literally, think about it, though. The guy, like, what's it? Numi Rapace's boy toy, whatever. He's he's all butthurt because he didn't get to talk to God. You met God. Go back home and report it. (laughs) Right, but God was dead. Like that fucking, <laughs> that's what the movie's about. Like the movie is about, they go like, oh my God. It's not oh. clear enough. It's, if, if, oh. if that's it, the point it, of the movie, it's not to, clear enough. It, no. Then the problem is you don't like watching movies that make you think. That is oh. I'm not kidding. Oh. I'm not kidding. I'm, I will fight, fucking fight, fight you, fight, man. Fight, I, fight, and this is, fight. it's, 
Who it's are the you? most frustrating Who thing are you? about reading reviews of that movie because I feel like people came out of it and said, I don't know what the black stuff is. Clearly, this movie is shit. Then take five seconds and think about it because no, the movie will tell you or you will figure it out yourself. <laughs> see, see, the black shit in Prometheus is a symbiote and it latches onto the host skin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, to you, then to you, that's what the black shit is. And that's to what me, it's Spider-Man not. 4 fail in development. Yeah. Um, the... I don't disagree with you on the terms of the themes and whatnot. I just felt like the way they took the characters and dialogue and term, it just didn't, it didn't click for me. Like it I didn't feel effective. Yeah. Like, and, and, and it's not to say it's a bad movie. I, I agree with Shauna here. Michael Fassbender gives a great performance. I thought Charlize was good. I thought that, uh, <clears throat> Luther, um, what's it? Idris Elba yeah. was great in the flick. There's great elements of that movie. I just felt like it didn't, it was I was underwhelmed by what I was expecting based off of the anticipation. Yeah. So maybe that ruined it for me. See, I haven't seen it since theaters. All I had, because I wasn't watching the trailer, <laughs> I'd seen the trailer once and then I never watched it again. So all I had was the fact that for me, Alien is is definitely in my top 20, probably in my top 10 movies of all time. I adore that movie. It's wicked smart for being basically a monster flick. Um it's so pitch black is not alien, but what I mean is it's special in that it's in the same league, which is crazy. But I mean, what I, the fuck they, did you just they are both they're both movies that have more of a story to them than just being a monster flick. And alien is to me more about those characters and what that movie is really doing than than the monster and being afraid of the monster. Um, so all I had was that. And so all I came out of it was was the questions that it leaves me with. Uh, I, I, and I'm, those questions to me were way more important than, than, than whether or not the fucking ship landing and rolling actually makes sense. Than anything that any like trolly nerd on the internet can say against it. Like, right. I, I, yeah. I have no disrespect for that. Like Anybody who loves a movie, loves and, a movie, I respect that. Hey, guys, let me say a little Except thing. Except for Birth of when a you, Nation, that's When a you come on to Real Nerds, <laughs> If you diss Prometheus or Matthew McConaughey, James will fight you. So. No, no, I'm not fighting Sean at all. I know, and I can just say I don't have the emotional connection or passion for Alien that you do. So yeah. at the end of the day, I would never feel the same about Prometheus, and I would never right. get as worked up positively about it. But I can say that some of the performances are awesome. Other than that, I never want to see it ever again. Do you at least remember the opening scene? Because the opening shots, with there's just that music, and then, like, you know... Pre 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 people Earth, yes. and then like you just that shadow of the spaceship. Can we just yes. say that all of that is gorgeous, beautiful? Okay, yes. good. All right, then I, we then you and I are when, friends. I went into the movie positive. I sat down and I enjoyed it for probably the first thirty minutes. Cool. And then I got bored. Okay, that's fine. Everybody, we just avoided Everybody's World War Three A. We did. <laughs> um, so really quick, since that blew up, <laughs> I'll run through the rest of this because we're getting long. Um, right. I. I've sort of jumped on the Star Trek train. I started watching actually the series, the original mm. series, a little bit, and that's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, we were actually talking to uh, Uncle Corm at, at uh, DCC, and he was talking about the fact that they he's been watching it with his kids, and they've done this thing. If you watch it on Netflix, they're showing you the version where they've put in like CG versions of the ship, um, and they don't look like super modern CG. It's not the best, but it it at least like gives you more of a sense of what the ship is doing, and it's actually kind of cool. Um, it doesn't, but it, and it doesn't interrupt with the flow of it. It actually looks no. in, uh, in a weird way. It homages the cheesiness. Of, totally. Yeah. I, I, that's because the ship sort of like they did that for syndication for Spike. That's why. Oh they, really? Yeah. That's why they did. Well, that and the remastered uh, 
HD DVD releases back when that was still a thing yeah. before Blu-ray took over the market. That's why they did it. They had they because the ship to... still kind of like moves like the models yeah. would have, but it, it but it moves doesn't at the same pace too, and it, it everything yeah. like the lasers look all nice. It's just yeah. it's and the, the shots it's are like, at least it's different. It's like next generation effects. Yeah. Oh, totally. Exactly. Um, I also so I watched two new things this week. Um, I saw a little movie called Tiny, uh, which is it's like an hour long. It's on Netflix. It's one of those things they've been promoting. Um, and it's just about this guy building a tiny house. So tiny houses are like the size of the room that we're sitting in. Um, and usually they're built on like a trailer. Um, and he bought like some land out in Colorado. And he, he's, like, he's like my age. Um, so he's you know, mid-20s or young 20s. Um, sorry, Randy. <laughs> you just started laughing at me. Um, and he just decides he wants to build his own house, and he builds a house on this trailer. And then it also interviews people around the country who live in tiny houses. Um, and it was honestly really interesting. And when it was over, I kind of wanted to get rid of half of my shit and be like, I don't need all of this. Um, but then I went and bought a bunch of shit at Walmart, so I guess it didn't stick. <laughs> um, the perfect place. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. I need fucking more hooks to put shit on because I got so much shit. You're kind of like um, Randy in South Park when he discovers the Walmart. He's just like, I know. But I had to go out late at night. These stickers were three for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last thing was uh, I saw Wall Street for the first time. I've never seen Wall Street. Um, which I've never been a big Oliver Stone fan. Uh, and this movie doesn't really change my mind. Um, so I, it's good. I think I understand why people like it. It just... It, the performance of Michael Douglas makes the movie because absolutely. Yeah. that yeah, is absolutely. the that because is the movie. Again, the, the performances all overall yeah, are all no, Charlie great. Sheen's gonna too, but the the thing with Oliver Stone is his movies are just so heavy handed. Just like dude, yeah. you're he's, so obnoxious. he's got an opinion and yeah. it's very very loud. It is <laughs> right. Why can't you just make an entertaining movie, dude? And it's it's one the the difficult thing here is it's not funny like The Wolf of Wall Street. So all I'm left with is a character I don't actually like. Mm-hmm. Um. In the last 20 minutes, then as things start to turn and go, you know, and he has to make some serious decisions, then it gets interesting. But I have to sit through an hour and a half or an hour, whatever it is, of a character making decisions that I know are wrong, that I know are going to come back to bite him. And then I'm supposed to root for him when he finally realizes he's been dumb the whole movie. Like, <laughs> it's just it's just tough for me. And, that, it, and, and, and it's not that I can't like a movie that does that. It's just that that one doesn't do it well. Does that scene, like, uh, there's a scene in Wall Street, if anybody doesn't know um, the was, progression, yeah. like, I, it's been, what, close yeah. to 30 years, spoiler alert. No. Gordon Gecko's protege, Bud Fox, gets caught uh, within a uh, security scam. I can't remember the exact crime, but the scene is that he gets taken by police in his stock brokerage firm yeah. and he's taken away and he starts crying and it's a weird, I don't know what to make of it because it's yeah. just like on one hand you can look at it and think like, Oh, this is a character who's just truly afraid about what's about to happen. He truly thought he wouldn't get caught. On the other hand, it also kind of looks like Oliver Stone just wanted to put one little bit of sympathy to otherwise create a, mockery of the current uh, the the then and now current uh wall street environment it's interesting you pick that scene because i don't understand that scene i don't I, either as it was it's, happening it's, i was like it, why the fuck is he like this seems completely out of character it's just it's a such a random like it's a random acting slash directing choice it's a very very it's a fine line to decide you're going to tell your story that way and I mean, I love Oliver Stone's films. I love JFK. I love Platoon, and I love the movie Talk Radio. I think Talk Radio is an underrated classic. But you're talking about a moment where this character, who has done very, very horrible things, 
there's enough to make him relatable, but not enough for us to really feel sympathy when he cries. Absolutely. There's not enough there. Yeah. Not at least in my opinion, but no, I agree. Yeah. Zach, what have you seen lately? What have I what have I seen? Um uh Bud Fox crying and uh, <laughs> I also saw myself crying in the mirror when I remembered that. Um No, um I did a marathon and then I watched two movies after that. The marathon that I did and I really hope people start following me on Facebook, which will eventually start becoming a blog. I know Randy does. I do. I went through the entire Halloween series, and this was inspired by being on the podcast. I went through every one of them. Every day was a Halloween movie, followed by Halloween extras and bonus goodies. And you know, I had a big bag of popcorn. It was awesome. The first movie still rocks. And then after that, it's kind of like Wile E. Coyote falling down a shaft. And we're just – you it's, know, if, it's an interesting film series. It really is because the first one is so not just in it's the a, horror circle. It's a it's thriller. So, it's a thriller. Yeah, yeah it's not a slasher yeah. movie. I, and it, it's one of the few horror movies like from those big franchises that I have seen and genuinely kind of enjoy. Well, like, see, I, I, I appreciate it. It's not really. See, I don't really. I guess it's a horror film in a sense, mm-hmm. but it's not. And it gave birth to slashers. It yeah. gave birth to but, Jason. Like the yeah, only reason but, Jason exists is because of Michael. But it's weird because the first one, it's more, too, of like a psychological thriller because Michael kills, what, three people in the movie? Okay, so he kills – no, he kills more than three, but it's under ten. That's that's, – It's way – so it's it's at least five. His sister? It's his sister – and uh, then the truck driver the truck who driver. had the mechanic suit, or the mechanic who had the mechanic suit that he uh, gets, because mm-hmm. you do see him off screen dead. Yeah. Um, and then it's um, PJ the dog, Scholes. and then well, the dog Annie. doesn't count. <laughs> Dogs are humans. You're cheating. <laughs> so it's Anne, and then uh, Annie, then uh, Linda, and then well, he tries to go after Lori. So it's four, so it's four. About four, four. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, I say it's not, and there's not very much blood in that movie. No. It, it's really it's it's the power of John Carpenter's direction and his misdirection in it because you swear you see Michael just rip these people apart. Right. I, oh, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, oh, oh no, wait, no, five, Bob, Bob, the boyfriend. Yeah, Bob. The boyfriend's a great scene. <laughs> Go get me a That's beer. A <laughs> um, that... Well, and it's it's the way it's the it's the way he makes that street. Mm-hmm. Feel so claustrophobic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the Steadicam, right? So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Steadicam had not had been it's, invented it's, like uh, within the first a year before that. It's it's just um, that constant flow. One of yeah. the most and those beautiful, shots where he runs across the street. One of the most beautiful sequences of, I I personally think film history in general. Um, a lot of people touch on uh, this film called Touch of Evil. Yeah. There's a 15 minute opening credit sequence and whatnot. Now Halloween doesn't do it at that length, but it was an homage to it. I say it's on par. It's the opening shot where Michael kills his sister. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I'm still to this day – one of the things that I loved about watching the first Halloween again, uh, especially years later, is that I'm still scared by this movie. I, I am still truly terrified by that movie. Like Every time I walk outside of watching a movie like that, that effective and that powerful, I, I'll see Michael down the street. And maybe it's just my affinity and affection towards it from years of watching these films, but I'm still freaked out by it. Um, when you get into the sequels, however, it it becomes more or less what the Jason movies have become. Because I just started my Jason marathon, so stay tuned for that. But Ooh, the, uh, the the second one, it, the second one is a has, powerful. It has moments. It, yeah, it has I, moments. I still think that's a powerful story too. I still think that Ooh. it's a good story. The problem is, is that 
it, it, it's it, very it, aware of what it's doing. That too, and it it's, was seduced by Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Because why is there that big breasted chick taking a, a bath in. Oh, yeah, because the, there's no nudity in the first one. No, it? there is. Oh, there is. But that's yeah, teenage oh, kids. Anything you yeah. like? Yeah, but that's, you know, teenage kids, whatever. Right. But <laughs> and, it, and it's whatever. the 80s. And it's the 80s. Right. But, uh, but in Halloween 2, uh, Zach's right, they're really aware of these tropes that Friday the 13th really exploited. And so now it's, oh, there's this huge breasted girl going into the jacuzzi in the hospital with the lights off. But she doesn't seem like some stupid bimbo that just comes out of the yeah. woodworks. Like, Pamela Shoops, like, you know, actually does a good job at no, doing I agree, that role. But it, yeah. But, you know, it seems unnecessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, though, the way her boyfriend dies, Bud, mm-hmm. I thought that was funny, just showing uh, him off screen, getting, like, beaten off. Yeah. <laughs> there. Then you get into the third one. The third uh, one has nothing to do with crazy. Michael, but I will say that I thought it was a very good... Obviously, it's a very good... Um, Throwback to the Quatermass films, which is a series mm-hmm. of uh, horror chronology, but I thought it was just a I think fun it's super little... cheesy. Yeah, but and then Tom Atkins like fucks that eighteen year old. It uh, creeps me out every look, time I see it. Look <laughs> at it as if though it is a very expensive but very poorly written version of the Twilight Zone. I guess that's how I that's how I saw it, and I I know it sounds like justification, but I do think that there's there's something about it that's all those elements, as cheesy as they seem, Halloween 3 is is just a fun, like, not a slice and dice horror movie, but it has the elements of it. What's interesting is that it doesn't have the elements of a slasher movie that make it obvious. They're doing it through the television. This week is also the week that the Twilight Zone movie was released. Just throwing that out. And when John Landis oh. killed all those kids. Um, oh. No! Oh. <laughs> never dropping that. Wah, wah, I'm never wah. dropping that issue. But, um... No. Steven Spielberg never did. No. <laughs> I'm not Steven Spielberg refuses to talk to John Landis because of it. I'm not. Oh that's, yeah. Oh, that's I don't true. Bl- I don't I don't blame him. That no. I love Landis to think he's a good director. That's an irres- he was irresponsible in that. Yeah. And you know, but what do I know? I'm 23. I'm sure I've made tons of mistakes. <laughs> now, um not, not, two no, kids? not no. Okay, fine. I, I I'm better than John Landis. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Zach Eastman officially better than John Landis <laughs> at something. Um, and then you get into the fourth and fifth and sixth. The fourth and I'm clump- one I think's great. Yeah, I'm clumping them together though because they're part of what I call the choose your own adventure path. <laughs> and um, the first choose your adventure path is that Laurie Strode died and she had a daughter that we didn't know about and we didn't know who she married and fucked for this purpose to get that kid. <laughs> uh, but I think that in those three films, Donald Pleasance gives his best performances oh, in the series. Yeah. By far in the fourth one, there's the that fourth scene. fourth one is amazing. You know that scene where he's uh, he hitches a ride with mm-hmm. the guy in the truck, and he's just like, you want that built of whiskey? And he's just like, yeah. Like, you can tell right there. Like, obviously, it's it's a horror film, so the acting choices well, are even, obvious. But it's just like seeing him drink that swig of whiskey, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm really starting to get on Loomis's side here and being like, I'm tired of hunting this monster. Well, because even the scenes leading up to it where he's kind of seeing the carnage – is the gas station? Yeah, is the, great. Oh, the gas station. That was a beautiful. Oh, Michael, die, yeah. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and then the fifth one, which was Man. also directed by a French person, since we we're talking about French directors, um, clearly don't understand how horror works in America, I guess. But um, <laughs> the problem the fifth movie is, is that honestly, there's. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It's, it's there's there's. It's the character of Tina, and she is just the most miserable, horrible, like, unbearable bitch of a character I've ever seen in a movie, period. Horror or not. 
she has i have no sympathy for this person well, i have had sympathy for i've had sympathy for people in m night Shyamalan movies i have never had mm-hmm. any sympathy for this character ever well, the problem, and when she too, died, I'm not going to lie, I chuckled my ass off. <laughs> in 5 and 6, they try to give a backstory to Michael, why he's this way. Right. And it's not necessary. Why the first one's so effective is because when Loomis shoots him and he falls out, out of the balcony because and he's, he's gone. Because he's pure evil. That's is, all it is. It's scarier than he has a thorn tattoo. <sighs> that thorn. Okay, so we're going to get into 6, which was written <laughs> by Daniel Ferens, who is a very good horror documentary director, I yeah. might add. Um. I don't hate what he tried to do. My problem with it, with that only stems off of the fact that it disrespects John Carpenter's intention. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to make a horror series this extensive, you might as well, you know, give an explanation. Yeah, take chances. Yeah. Um, so, but if, as we've said before, and I, I need to review the producer's cut again because I, I still can't get access to it online anymore, but um, uh, they're releasing it finally in September in a very – lovely and masturbatory worthy box set that they're <laughs> going to be releasing already. by Anchor Bay um, and Shout Factory. Um, then you get into the seventh one, which I feel is the best of the sequels. That's my personal favorite of the sequels. Cause it's, Just it's, it's a horrible name. You know what? I didn't even mind that subtitle. I hated the tagline, blood is thicker than water. I'm like, ah, why? Why? Out of anything you could do, it, ah! <laughs> But um, uh, I felt that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis gives a very strong performance, a very brave mm-hmm. performance. It's her Ridley performance. It really is. And I really appreciated that she got to do it. And then we get to Halloween eight the curse of buster rhymes <laughs> and remember um, when he fights michael myers in a burning down garage black chun lee or bruce lee i forget what he's oh my it's god it, it's it's but you know what there's some effective moments in that movie there are the oh the scene where the film nerd gets killed first of all i think is hilarious because <laughs> all film nerds should die but <laughs> not whoa, really whoa. not really no and uh, the show is over uh, <laughs> uh, this has been real nerds. I thought I was going to end the show in a second when I say that I think Busta Rhymes can be a good actor, but you killed it way early. Oh, no, it's <laughs> fine. No, um, no, uh, the, uh, then, and also I thought the first 15 minutes with Laurie, I actually mm-hmm. thought that was an appropriate death for Laurie Strode. I just felt cheated that it was a, a, a first, like, I thought that the first 15 minutes of the movie was the movie, and mm-hmm. then the rest of it was just blooper reels and footage they shot with people who had visited the set. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then you get into the remakes, and I'm going to make it brief on this because there are two films that I do want to talk about. The remakes, I think Rob Zombie does a good job of trying to you know, capture a sense of it while keeping it his own. I think that the problem is, is that he's, he's too serious about it. I think he misses the point of – like he tries to give too much of an explanation to Michael to the point where it becomes belabored and it feels like we're watching some really crappy family drama in a weird way. That does not take away from the fact that those both of those movies are still very effective horror films. I think that really, honestly, is my only problem with his remakes. Um, really reminds his wife. Yeah, I. You know what? Yeah, I like her in the movie in The Lords of Salem. Okay. I didn't like her in uh, the Halloween movies, but I love her in The Lords of Salem. And no, if, me and you're gonna spar over that. One we're gonna we'll we'll fight in the backyard, you know, and then. Well, like I said, I'll make this brief too. Yeah. My biggest problem with him with his wife is. Everybody in his movies is subjected to violence on uh, extreme levels. Yeah. Daniel Harris in the Halloween remake is sexually assaulted 
by Michael Myers in a way because she's having sex with her boyfriend. She's running around topless, covered in blood. Michael's knocking her all over the place. Yeah. Um, his wife in Lords of Salem is, oh, there's her, there's her butt crack. And he never lets that happen to his wife. And it's, to me, it's so glaring that he protects her. Even in, um, even in Halloween, the remake, she's a stripper, but she's never naked. But he's willing to allow and, and other funny. people get sexually assaulted and stuff. And it, it really, that's my only problem. And she's not a good actress, so there's no excuse for her to, to be that way. You know what I mean? Well, one right and one wrong for me. Um, I agree with you. She does never show her um, being accosted. Uh, yeah. Well... Uh, Devil's Rejects, kind of, but not really. even now it's more of just the chair sequence when they're all yeah. strapped down and they're all you know and, being and tortured and not, by the sheriff. It's not a nudity thing. It's it's more of what he's willing to put other actors through. Yeah, but he's not well willing to subject through. his wife to. And that's a good and that's a very good point. And I've never thought about that before. Actually, that's that's very fascinating to to think about in terms of like. Because yeah, because she's she because, never because oh, she always kind of seems like an antihero in his exactly. eyes. Exactly, and she's always so integral to his movies. Lords of Salem, she's the main character. In Lords of Salem, he has sixty-nine-year-old Meg Foster walk around nude, covered in blood, getting slashed, diced. D, D. Wallace, the same thing. But his wife, meh. at the end, she's some weird fucking descendant of the salem witches or whatever the fuck it is it's a stupid movie we'll have to do a separate review on that because it, it, it that's a film you could talk about for a long time but um there is a film that i want to talk I about now for just a, did. Ah. <laughs> but um there's a film that i saw and i'm gonna be very very honest um i am all about filmmaking i am all about you know what? expressing your art and expressing your passion but there's a man out there named john green and he has my extreme distaste and displeasure because he wrote a book that I read prior to this film being released, and I did see the movie as it was released. It's called The Fault in Our Stars. I'm going to say this up front because I posted something about this on Facebook about three weeks ago, and I got shit rained on me like none other. I am not against a story that encourages cancer patients. I am not. I am against somebody making shitty, shitty, shitty romance movies. <laughs> I hate Nicholas Sparks. I hate Nick Cassavetes and the movies that he does because he's done some Nick Spark movies. I do not understand why we have to continue to let movies like this happen, and I'm not offended by the whole making out in Anne Frank's house scene. I'm not. Whoa, what I, happens? What? Yeah, spoiler alert. The most romantic part of this story is that they feel brave enough to make, make out in Ma Anne Frank's house. That's what that house is for. <laughs> 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 yeah like you know i i know I there i know there's happens. a lot of context on it but it's just like if that's if that's a person's idea of being extreme and outright because the point of john green is, is that he's trying to be very clever and be very sarcastic and i love that i love people being meta and i love it and there's portions of that book that are very well written i just don't i don't like the idea that he's still pushing that at the end of the day this girl all she needs is a man that's still what it comes down to. All she needed was that man, in my opinion. That's not what she needs at all. That's what I felt that. That's what I felt that he was trying to push out, and that's I especially what the seen film the portrays. Movie. That's what the film portrays. Haven't seen the movie, but I finished the book two nights ago, mm -hmm. so it's very fresh. Um, it's not that she needs a man. That girl, her whole character progression 
at the very beginning of the book, mm-hmm. she, she just needs doesn't want any close connections with anybody. She feels guilty about hey guys, her family. Shut up for a second. She, because she knows that she's going to die, and she has this whole thing about not wanting to be a real person, really. She calls herself a grenade. She doesn't even call herself a living thing. She doesn't want to be connected to anybody. Fair enough. No, and yeah, the that... whole process of the book is her realizing that just because she has an expiration date that's a lot sooner than the rest, than the rest of us doesn't mean that she has to deny herself the close experiences of falling in love, of being close with her family, of recognizing that her parents will have a life after she dies. That's... And it has nothing to do with that she needs a man because at the end of the... Spoiler alert! <laughs> She loses him, and mm-hmm. she goes on, and she's fine, what? and she yes. moves. Does he die of cancer? They're, they're, they're cancer both kids. cancer they patients. They meet at oh, Cancer Kids Support fuck. Group, but he's in remission. I thought it was like, oh, okay. And it's this whole huge reveal that he is actually, he is going, at, he's healthy in the beginning, and by the end of the movie, he's had a relapse, and ah. he passes. And See, I didn't know. I just knew she had cancer. Of her, so of her realizing that she... She thought she was a grenade, and there's this line in the book where she says she realizes that she's falling in love with a grenade. And that whole idea to her, that whole thing of loss and being able to confront your mortality and still being able to move on and experience the things in life that every person should have the opportunity to experience, that's what the book is about. The book is not about getting the man. Snap. Okay. That's fine. That was here's good. My, here's my rebuttal then. I read the book about a year ago. So when I saw the movie, my memory of the book was more or less, you know, had faded. There's things that pop up. But the movie does not, in my opinion, it does not portray that message. Because I understand what you're saying. Yeah, she falls in love with a live grenade. It explodes in her face. She has to deal with that and move on. But when you're... But the thing that makes that significant is Mm -hmm. that she was holding him at arm's length when she thought she was the grenade. That's not how they portray it in the film, though. And that's like I said, haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but the original story has a lot more to it. And that's that's where it is. Like I'm not saying that John Green is a bad writer. He's clearly got a good writer who knows how to you know present his version of the world the way he wants to see it. I think I'm more or less upset with the fact that Hollywood is taking it and putting down the Nick Sparks route. There's no denying he wrote a decent story. The problem is is the way they're treating it. I love Shannon Lubardingadong. I can never Shailene pronounce her Woodley. name. Shailene Woodley. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love her to death in the Descendants, and I like I saw Divergent, yeah, yeah. and I loved her in Divergent. My problem with my only problem with her performance in the film is is that she is subject to this idea of how do we sell this movie? Because the story, as you just discussed, is not it's not a conventional story, and it's certainly not one that can be sold. But how do you sell it? Oh, by, by giving people, you know, schlock on stuff like that. Now, that works for some movies. That works for something like Sharknado. It does not work for something that is supposed to be about cancer patients, like, you know, feeling a true connection and truly recovering. And the whole Anne Frank scene, honestly, that's just more of a personal thing. I think it's kind of weird that you'd want to make out in Anne Frank's house. That's just me <laughs> talking. That's me. Like, I say a lot of dirty things on this podcast, but I still think that's offensive. Um now, <laughs> you started the by context, saying you didn't think it was offensive. The context around that. I know, scene I know. Is it's the first time she breaks down enough to let him help her. I know. And she but... nearly passes out from the exertion of having to climb the stairs. We're talking about a girl. I know, but why couldn't it have been Hitler's breathe. house or something like that? <laughs> I think that might be worse. No, we're at least we're just like, yeah, we're we're sticking it to Hitler. The first 
moment <laughs> that she's able to show any sort of vulnerability and admit that she's falling for this kid when she's refused to do so mm. just so happens to be there. And the book addresses it, addresses the whole thing like, hey, we're in Aunt Frank's house. This is kind of weird. But the context around it is a little bit more than they just walk into Anne Frank's house and make out. Would you recommend the book, Shauna? I would recommend the book. You seem very passionate about yeah. it. I I read it in a night. It's like about four hours. Very cool. Good. So you guys also read books. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, can she be my anti-hero when you're gone yes. in September? <laughs> <laughs> or no, no, I'm sorry, my, my villain or something yes. like that. I'll bring her on like every week just to be like, no, you're wrong because you're a man. Um, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, no, no, that was generalization. I honestly like I don't disagree with you. I don't think at heart the story is bad. My problem is, is that we're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with a very serious subject. And I think that at least from the Hollywood perspective, it mistreated it. I, think I may I, have to reread the book because think, maybe the story has more merit and maybe in the hands of a better filmmaker or somebody braver to take the chances that the book can take. Maybe then it would have been better. But um, since we discussed that for so long, that's all I've watched this week. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Finally. Fuck. Am I the host oh. of this show or not? <laughs> Uh, is anybody watching 24? Uh, yes, my roommate Dan. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. So anyways, I'll just tell you this one really awesome Jack Bauer moment. So Also my parents. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it turned, um, it turned them onto the whole show. They're watching it on Netflix. The, uh, so in the new one, this terrorist is an English terrorist who married an Al-Qaeda member. And uh, the United States killed her husband with a drone attack. So she hijacked all these drones in... Uh, United States drones, and now she's going to hit targets all over London. And in the previous episode, Jack Bauer and the President of the United States, uh, the President of the United States sacrifices himself so she won't kill anybody else in London. There's literally a scene where a missile hits the President of the United States and it blows up. Holy shit. And then no. the next episode, you find out that Bauer is able to reprogram it so it's like a loop. So the President really wasn't there, and she finds out, but she's crashed uh, five of the six drones. And then she finds out the president's still alive. She's like, oh, fuck this guy. So she gets the drone. She's going to fly it to uh, Waterloo Station and kill thousands of people. Um, so Jack gets there just before the time uh, it gets, like, the drone gets there. And he throws, like, her son out the window and he splats on the ground. Oh, snap. And, and then she <laughs> says, uh, what are you doing? Now you're going to have to live with the regret of all the people you kill. He's like, nope, just one. And he grabs her and throws her out the window. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he pilots the uh, drone into like uh, the river and it blows up. It's awesome. Oh my god! So yeah, don't fuck with Jack. Is it the same window or does he <laughs> yeah. find another window? Oh, okay. well, no, it would have been better if he like purposely throws well, her through, through a different window. window. Well, no, she, he's rappelling down because they find out their location, and the sun sees him. Like I don't know what the sun's doing. He's like sees him on the outside, and then Jack just jumps through and like grabs him and throws him out. And then he handcuffs her, and then she has this like big like villain monologue and you know oh, a lot boy. of the shows are yeah. like yeah take him away nope jack throws her out the window awesome nice. yep don't fuck with jack bauer mm -hmm. um i watched uh, just a couple things this week uh there's a movie called nurse 3d that came out it stars some girl from boardwalk empire or whatever and it's supposed to be some slasher movie and you know my wife says oh let's see that it looks cool and i said all right let's get it it was horrible um it's an interesting Wait. premise is this a movie? Is the cover a naked woman covered in blood with a nurse's hat? Yeah, something like that. I've, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I got it on Amazon. Just the cover. 
on Amazon, she's like riding a syringe like a bomb. like a, Oh, like Tank Girl style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Um, anyways, in it, she plays this nurse who um, kills men who are married that cheat on their wives. And so, she, but it's stupid. Anyways, they, they try to make it like sexy and she always like, uh, has no pants on sometimes when she's killing them. And yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's stupid. I don't need to put on pants to murder douches. <laughs> All you have to know is it's it's exploitive. It's like it's a lot like Friday thirteenth part five where you know you're getting what you're getting in a Friday thirteenth movie, but it's still gratuitous and it's stupid. Oh. Um that's the one that's directed by the porn guy. Uh yeah. Yeah. And so I mean there's a one scene Judd Nelson's in it and he's a doctor who like sleeps with all the nurses, of course. And of course. um so All she had to do was say Judd Nelson. So she know, she right. straps him to this gurney in the morgue, and then she undresses everything. She leaves her bra on, but she takes her pants off, and then she chops off his arm. I'm like, well, why are you t- getting naked? I don't get it. <laughs> um, there is only one effective scene where she kind of gets um, discovered who she is, and she goes into like the terminal patient ward and starts like murdering everybody in there, and it's pretty effective and creepy. Because um, everybody who's terminal is having already their are days already <laughs> shitty. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Um, but then it just that you have to watch it for an hour and ten minutes before it gets there. Um, what else did I watch this week? Oh, I watched The Descent. I don't know if you've ever seen The Descent. It's a great horror film, yeah, the old people movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's directed by Neil Marshall. He also did a movie called Dog Soldiers, which you should check out if yes, you haven't seen it. Dog Soldiers. Um, but it's about these girls who go spelunking in a cave, <laughs> and it, it starts off as kind of this drama about one of the friends is cheating on is cheating with one of the other girls' husband, but they die in this horrible... Her husband and her daughter die in this horrible car accident after this raft rafting trip. So a year later, they get together to go spelunking in this cave, and there's this really big tension throughout the thing, and then it turns out there's, like, vampire people in this cave, and yeah. it's pretty awesome. It um, you should definitely check out The Descent. And the last thing I watched was Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. <laughs> um, oh, this is the one so we've been waiting for. Here's <laughs> the thing. Um, <laughs> this movie has no identity. Yep. Um, it's directed very well by William Shatner. Um, there's funny moments between him and Bones. Um, That's the one. It starts with the camping trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain, it's great. Probably Life the is best not part a dream. of the movie. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you have you know row 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 your boats. Um, um, that, um, yeah, yeah. That, that, and, uh, yeah. Well, I love when how he says that line. It's it's. It can only be complimented by the way the Riff Tracks guys did it, which was, uh, Captain, life is not a dream. <laughs> there are a lot of moments in that movie like that. <laughs> it, it's, it's a really fascinating movie, and I was totally on board with it until they're like, we're looking for Gade. Yeah, like, that, oh, cool. that's a little bit of a what? And uh, again, Not every movie about looking for God is good. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing is I, I still love the performances. I love the relationship with relationship between Kirk, Spock, and Bones. I really do. I still think it's great in that movie. Um, but it, the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it going to be um, a serious movie where people are actually trying to discover their existence and is there a greater being in the world? Or is it some silly slapstick comedy um, with you know the guys from the Enterprise? Plus, you throw in the fact that there's um, Klingons who just want to fight because Kirk, you know, he does things that Klingons constantly. Uh, and it's just, it's really inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole movie is just inconsistent. Um, and then really anticlimactic. You it, may not it, know this, but they, they ran out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's supposed <laughs> to be an action scene with a rock monster at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not there. It's actually, if you've, if you've ever seen Galaxy Quest, that's what yeah. they're referencing. Um, 
and and so and, but it, then it, it sort of then, just ends. Yeah, but then I get a, a movie where some holographic god is shooting lasers out of his eyes. Yeah, I mean it's just it just falls apart. Yeah, um, and so I've seen all the original Star Treks now, and that's probably my least favorite. It's uh, it's probably the worst of all of them, even next gen. Um, the only argument I would make is I w- I think that Nemesis is worse, but only if you've uh, you've it, only if you grew up watching that show or, or watched the entire series because I think it betrays the characters more mm. um, than Five does. Uh, but yeah, it's it's bad. It's a bad. Yeah. Thing. So um, I'll watch the I'll try to watch all the next gen this week. I think there's only four of them. There. Um, uh, and, and then I'll write an article about my journey through Star Trek because I've never been a Star Trek fan. So yeah. uh, it's been really interesting watching them. Um, yeah, that's what I watched this week. I'm, I'm so excited for you to see First Contact. <laughs> you're going to be – and that's a thing. You're, you're, you're going to have some – you're yeah. going to have fun. Yeah. You're going to go into this and like ne- – Do you generations... know anything about it going in? Do you nope. know anything about no. it? Pro- Good. Yeah, Gen- generations you will, you will really appreciate and probably really enjoy – then you'll go into first contact and be like, "Holy fucking shit, Star Trek can be cool!" And then insurrection, you'll be like, "Okay, all right, all right." And then just <laughs> and then just and then you skip, should probably just stop. Yeah, just skip Nemesis. Don't even. No, don't, you don't. have to watch it. No, I will. You I know won't. how in everybody fact, in I, school told you to try, Ryan? Don't try with this one. <laughs> Honestly, actually, I, I I'm gonna watch Nemesis this week. Cool. So if you watch Nemesis, we can talk about it next I week because I haven't seen it since theaters. I so to, I've never seen. That's the only one I never watched. Are you I, a big Star Trek Next Gen fan? Got them all on VHS. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to skip it. Yeah, I, um, I had no intentions of. Yeah. Cool. So this week we went and saw Transformers: Age of Extinction. Randy, Guys, we're finally going to talk about Transformers. Yeah. Sh- should should people find a Transformer? Um, should people go see Transformers? Um, I think people should. I would definitely avoid the 3D. Zach, should people go see Transformers: Age of Extinction? Um, I'm really gonna keep this short because my opinions are gonna extend past the trailer. I will say this: go watch it, go see it in 2D, just have some fun. James, um, I I like Transformer movies. Um, I like Michael Bay's big hyperbolic, crazy universe that where nothing really makes sense, but it's all big and bombastic, um, and so. I do think that if you like those movies, you should see this one, and you should probably see it in 3D, because why the fuck not? It ought to be big and stupid. Uh, This movie is a fucking mess. It's horrible. (laughs) Um, It's incoherent. The lines, uh, the the motivations for characters are not good. Um, here's, Here's the shitty trailer for this shitty movie. This is the greatest advance in modern physics since the splitting of the atom. A rare metal, molecularly unstable. It's what they're made of. Bring it up, all the way. You guys have never seen a truck like this before. Dad, you can't keep spending money on junk. I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. I'm gonna ask you this once. Where is Optimus Prime? 
After all we have done, humans are hunting us. But I fear we are all targets now. What is that? Who sent you here? So basically, Mark Wahlberg is like an American picker, and he goes to like this. Uh, he's this way theater. dumber than American pickers. Yeah, he goes, he goes to this theater, and he's like, "Hey, yo, you, what, what you got?" And then he throws a football, and T.J. Miller's in it, saying unfunny lines. And I then, like T.J. No, Miller. No, I like T.J. Miller. Shut up, fuck shut you guys. Shut up. Uh, tell me a good line. Tell me a good line he said in that movie. Yeah, I can't remember because he you. dies. <laughs> um, you know what? He it, dies in the first. 15 to 20 minutes no, he of a doesn't. three hour no, he movie. Does, he does in the first hour of yeah. a three hour movie. Uh, yeah. Okay, fair it's, enough. It's, it still it's felt a long like time it, in, there. In, this, in the grand scheme of his character, it felt like 15 minutes. He says funny lines. No, like, he doesn't. I, Fuck you. I think say one. I think he's charming more enough. than he has funny one liners. <laughs> I, I don't think, think he's it, charming at all. I think he's stupid. <laughs> All right, and, and here's the thing too. When I'm watching the movie, was I it get... funny when he died? Like, I'm sure that was hilarious <laughs> to you. <laughs> you know what? A little bit. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Yeah, so, T.J. Miller uh, dies in this movie. It's weird. It's really weird. This is the first time in a Transformers movie where people are willingly yeah. knocked off. <laughs> yeah, really. No, it's. Like it, like in, in, a, in, 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 in a very vain violent attempt, ways, <laughs> in a vain attempts to yeah. make something. Really, emotional. really, didn't they destroy all of fucking Chicago? And they're yeah, like, we didn't see them. Yeah, they did the same thing in Man of Steel. They did the same thing in Man of Steel, but they all said eh, fifteen hundred people died in that. I'm like, oh, what? Out of every yeah. they leveled like this eight feels buildings. Like the most violent Michael Bay's ever been within the PG-13 spectrum. Really, like, there's think... more blood. I know there's more blood. Like I know I've seen these movies. There's not a lot of blood in those first three. There's like a crap ton of like. We talked about when he I don't when know. he I, I rips I when he the rips the head is... off of uh, Megatron in the third one. There's like yeah, but that's blood. Yeah, but it's it's everywhere. It's, I, it, but that's a blood cartoon. I'm talking about like actual humans with like physical like. You know, I, I think that the first I think that the first movie is is more violent because mm. I think that the the attacks on the military bases on the first movie, while you don't see people die, mm. I think that they are that that is more violent and more disturbing. Who than, cares? Let's talk about this movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, it, 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 the problem is, is motivation for characters in this movie are stupid. The, the dialogue is horrible. Yes. Even, even fucking Optimus Prime drives me crazy. Yes. Because, uh. Uh, you know, they have... I don't know how much Michael Bay spends on every single fucking shot in his movies, but they're like, uh, hey, I need another helicopter shot of his daughter looking out the window of uh, on the patio while Cue the... to some very patriotic music. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> how so many anyways, American flag shots are in this movie? Oh, oh many. Hey, you know what? Like, but, like but, 35. So least. here's the thing. So uh, the the government's going to kill this daughter because they're looking for Optimus Prime. And then all of a sudden Optimus Prime pops up. It's like, oh, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I'm sorry. Stupid. I'm, I don't laugh with a, any sense of irony. I no, you're, I do have an opinion about this right. movie, and this is it. Michael Bay did something very beautiful last year with Pain and Gain where he was starting to realize how <laughs> shitty he was. No. And, <laughs> no. Not, not in about – in terms of just like what he – what people think is shitty. Like we were talking about this in the car. The idea that we can't enjoy a movie anymore. Michael Bay makes movies for 10-year-old boys. I think people yeah. need to really stop getting butthurt over the inter- on the internet about him. No, it's you – know? no, Like I need thing. to stop getting butthurt over John Green, okay? It's not that they're movies that. for 10-year-old it's, boys. It's they're, not – Sean so it's approved. It has nothing to do <laughs> with Mike – it has a lot to do with Michael Bay. Here's what I'm saying is I'm not those people on the internet. I give movies a chance. But when you have stupid, stupid things like uh, – Oh, how many times is someone going to fly through the air and Bumblebee save him and Bumblebee say something stupid and he doesn't like this new fucking stinger and it's just it's just juvenile. Everything in those movies is so fucking juvenile. I agree. Right. And it, it there's no redeeming qualities in the movies. Even when I mean he he's fighting fucking dinosaurs. Optimus Prime is like, I'm here to help you. You're free. I'm like, dude, this is fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I I I agree with you that it's dumb. Um, but maybe I agree it's with you that it's dumb. poorly Maybe paced. he's a secret comic no, no, genius and we don't even know it. <laughs> it's not. It's not that it's intentionally dumb. It's that I think that these movies. I think that Michael Bay makes these movies from a place of like. Um, what would a kid playing he, with Transformers want to see? Well, it's yeah. It's it's a visualization of what you imagined and the kind of stories you told when you were eight years old and you were smashing toys yep. together and. That doesn't necessarily like it. It doesn't make a great movie. It makes for a movie that shows you something you don't get anywhere else. But here's the thing: and I, it, the pacing's not always great. No, it's and horrible. Like, and the Decepticons, when uh, they morph now into little pieces, stupid. looked horrible. It, yeah, it, like yeah, it looked way so It looks way better when Optimus Prime changes into yeah. things. Not, the, but and in this movie, those animations are cooler than oh, I think they've God, ever been. I think the transformations. No, in this when, movie are when great. Optimus yeah. Prime like always punches the ground and yeah. stuff. I mean, it looks great. I'm not saying the movie looks great. I mean, Michael Bay knows how to make action. Yeah. But to me, it still looks like he's bored in the movie because he's like, "What else can I do?" Yeah, I, um, I would say that I don't think this one's as good as one or three. Uh, I think uh, it's probably better than two because because I, I this will, one, the action scenes are not as creative as they are in. Three. I will admit that I laughed at one point when Stanley Tucci's like, "How do you say get the fuck out of my way in Chinese?" Yes, yes. It's the only part oh I laughed. I I think Stanley Tucci, Stanley Tucci, um, takes the place of the uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Um, oh man, from the Big Lebowski. Uh, John Turturro. John Turturro. John Turturro's character in the first three movies. He sort of takes that like really weird comic relief role, but it's way toned down and actually pretty palatable. I think John. I think Stanley Tucci is is fun in that movie. Oh yeah, um, especially right. in the especially then, in the fifth act or whatever. Then you also get those that stupid little fucking transformer where he's like, right. "What would uh, you do when you're on Dash Road?" See, that's, the, the that's my problem. Robot, the racist robot. No, that one's not racist. <laughs> uh, not racist, that but one's not racist. the stereotype robot. Yeah, but that's my problem with this movie. This stereotype movie. is now making fun of mentally challenged people. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> because you're telling me. Because, the, no, like the, the, the whole paranoid guy, like, y'all didn't believe me. Y'all told me I was crazy. No, he no, he, no. he <laughs> does yeah. that accent. He does that voice. 
Right. I, I don't know. Like I'm getting head shakes, but I, that's what I thought. No, I, th- I, I I agree. It, but here's the thing: is I I saw a movie this summer called Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yes, and that's a huge movie that's incredibly intelligent. And yeah. then I get stupid shit like this, um, <laughs> where it doesn't even make any sense. Like what? What the fuck? What's the You're name of the gun guy? Right. What's what lock? Uh, lockdown. Oh, lockdown. Yeah, lockdown. What the fuck was his motivation? Oh, I'm going to collect everybody. Hey, who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah, okay. Oh, the, the creator. Oh, cool. Now Optimus Prime's going to fly off to s- I want to see him fight in space. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to see that. Yeah. Oh, see, my God. Awesome. So fuck this movie. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> and then the last part where Optimus Prime's flying off is like, I'm coming for you. Sweet. Now I get to see Cybertron. Now I'm going to have to see another fucking Transformer movie. No, you're not. Because he's going to end up coming back with, like, they're going to capture him or whatever and bring him back to, you know, and then they're all going to fight on the Earth. It's always going to be about fighting on the earth. Um, I okay. Do yeah, you, now you guys tell you, me why I should see this movie. Do you at least Mike think, drop. Do you at least think that? <laughs> do you at least think that Mark Wahlberg's character is more interesting than Shia LaBeouf in the in the yes, two sequels? Absolutely. In the two sequels, yes. not in the first one. No, in the two sequels. Really? No. I care about his character and his daughter more than I care. Like I. Why? I don't know. It's yeah, exactly. It's shitty and cheap. But I. But why do I care about him in two and three? No, okay, so his his good friend, T.J. Miller, gets, like, ice cubed or whatever the fuck happens to him. Yeah. And he's like, meh. I know. <laughs> oh, I care yeah, about that did, guy. Yeah, he really right. disinterested. He cares more about his Well, daughter. actually, you know what? There, right. there was a line where they set up their quote-unquote friendship, which was like, you're my employee. Yeah. I think, I'm your employer. I think I, I think a that, check. I think That's that, why I took it, to buy this truck. I think that Marky, uh, that Marky Mark is talented <laughs> enough that his banter with the, like, the stupid boyfriend who's Irish is... <laughs> somewhat charming. Did that, did that make sense to anybody? It was just no. like, was it just an excuse for Michael Bay to make fun of Irish people? Oh yeah. yeah. No. Oh no, it's bad. Oh that that. Okay. I am hey, let's go back to that. Michael so, Bay makes movies. So her boyfriend is hanging out in a rally car in a ditch in her by her fucking house. Then they he go, was coming over so <laughs> they could have sex. Then then they go to China and uh, the Autobots can find them on the top of one fucking building. Yeah, and then he shoots a sword. That's the same problem they had in the right. third one. They could right. all see each other from one big tall building. <laughs> This is, this is a consistent okay. theme. He makes okay. consistent I'm still waiting films. for you guys to tell me why this movie's good. Because they ride on <laughs> giant robot dinosaurs. <laughs> that breathe fire. That, that breathe fire and eat other robots. A lot. Still not cool. Also, also, John fucking Goodman. Mic drop. Wow. Oh, that oh. is a, Actually, that is out of any actor in the Transformers series. The, that was the, I, best. the most entertaining <laughs> Transformer in any of the series. Yeah. Eh. It was like watching Walter White, the or not Walter White, I'm sorry, Walter from um, Big Lebowski yeah. the, as a in robot. Fact they, right. In fact, they... they, yeah, they I know. They, yeah. they make references. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. fun. <laughs> was it? Was I, well, okay, so... Was Ken, I, okay. Genu- I think that Wait. this is the first time that they've made the <laughs> the robots on the side actually kind of fun and interesting. In or, in the most, I'm an eight-year-old way. What about was, the was part Ken where they're like... The guy, was Ken oh, Watanabe yeah, the Ken Samurai? Watanabe is in it, yeah. That, I thought it was him. That I'm pretty sure. That was their version of those two black robots yeah. in, in, the, uh, in the second one or something like that. Like, but yeah. that, you make a great point. This is as entertaining and connective and connective as possible. If I not were as, an no, not as, boy, no, oh, not as possible. Uh, they could make more interesting oh. characters. But again, this is the most interesting they've ever gotten. Maybe the, maybe that I, I think that. Shauna, did you like the movie? Or you want to say something? Say Fuck it. these guys. <laughs> 
I liked the movie. I yeah, went in with I know, low expectations of big explosions mm-hmm. and yeah. okay acting, and that's kind of what it was. And yeah. I also had no idea about the Dinobots, so that was a plus. <laughs> I was really excited by the Dinobots. There you go. Um, that's 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 why the movie's fun. Like, why can't you just enjoy? Uh, you know why I love the movie? On. Mark Wahlberg. I went because of Mark Wahlberg. I did not want to go but, see another robot movie. I went to watch this guy talk. It doesn't make Ryan wrong. Those, these are all like dumb excuse. Like these movies are fucking shit. Yeah, but they have giant cars. They have cars that turn into robots and then they fight. And yeah. that's all I need. And you know what's awesome too is how many commercials I saw. Yeah, I saw one for Lamborghini, Chevy, Victoria's Secret, Bud Light, Victoria's Secret. Oh man, the why is there a Victoria's Secret bus in China? I thought the why? Bud Light one was really funny, where he just right after the whole crash, yeah. he just takes. Or, or what about the part beer? where Mark Wahlberg um, crashes into the car? He's like, yeah, "I hope you have insurance." Like that's what that guy would that, say. Oh, right. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. it's, it's a UFO. You expect to have insurance? I I know it's <laughs> stupid, but in the middle of something equally as stupid, it felt like a relief of even. No. There's, there's a, two levels of stupidity. Stupid an and really stupid. There's, this was stupid compared to really stupid. <laughs> there is an art to having stuff like that and making it funny. I yeah. agree. And this isn't it. My old Michael Bay doesn't know how to do that. Though. No. <laughs> Does he? Or I'm sorry. I, I want to put the bad boys argument into this where <laughs> he can make it entertaining and fun and still make it bombastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they... It, uh, this is not. This is not this is good. Movie. The, the movie is two hours and fifty minutes long. Yeah, you could cut fifty minutes out of this movie. I agree. Oh I agree. yeah, absolutely. Um, and you probably should take another half an hour of it and make that action scenes instead. I think there are a couple things I really don't like about this movie. One, I I hate the fact that they they turn all of the military into evil guys because one of the things I really enjoy about the original three is all those scenes where like the military gets to be badass and like. And we don't always feel helpless, you know? Like in the second one, they're shooting rail guns from, from battleships to fight, to blow up aliens that are climbing up on pyramids and shit like that. Like, like this is the first time the human, humans have actually felt like really helpless the whole time. Because um, the first one, coolest line in that whole movie is bring the rain. Dude, bring the rain is cool. <laughs> I like seeing the military well, that, bring also, the rain. Too, so um, I was talking, I saw Star Trek V. Yeah. And the part where... Um, Kirk says, we all have God. He's in here. He's in all of us. It's the same fucking thing in Transformers, except it's stupider. Oh, with the yeah, whole soul that, thing? Oh, that last line where he's just like, in my soul. When you oh, look yeah, up that, in the sky, you see was, one star. That It'd be my soul. Oh, it's so. That was a big old pile of stinking You don't have a soul. That's why I'm not afraid. Oh, the dialogue is horrible. Oh, it is. Well, Did you push a button? You had to push a button. But again, are you really going into a Transformers movie for the scintillating dialogue? I, I no, guess no. that's the thing. Here's, but the action well, in this no, is not, not as the good thing, as actually. No, Ryan's right. It, that's not the thing. You do want some substance out of that dialogue. You do because this dialogue feels okay, overly stupid. I will say there. I, I think his daughter was way better than any other female character that's been in it before. Yes, yes. absolutely. Because she can act. Yeah. So I, and I, has an actual like character. Exactly. I mean, it's not I, a deep character, but it's no. Something. But I still, she still cares about her dad. She cares about this guy. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's parts in this movie that are good. But if I was going to give it on a scale of like one to ten, it's like a three out of ten for me. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, I, I, because Michael Bay is bored with this movie. And you're talking about a guy who's bored and he's destroying half of downtown China. And you yeah. just hit on why I love this movie. 
I really am so glad that in every part of this film, there is mention to the fact that this is the last one because it reminds me of those. Um, it reminds me of what directors try to do. Indie directors love to do this nowadays because they need money and or they want to express something creatively. You make a sequel to a movie that you made like as your first time filmmaker or something like that. And I'm not saying that against like something like Clerks 2 or the Brothers McMillan or something like that. But there are sometimes in a director's head, I feel like you get bored enough with these characters that you want to see them go in the most ridiculous places possible for the last shebang. And I do feel this might be the last shebang because I don't know if this movie is going to make half well, of what the be, first oh, no, no, this will make this more than any of the prequels I don't, I don't know I, no, I, I, I don't do know, know. We, do, we, just, we live in a world where why. Think Like a Man 2 beat How to Train Your Dragons so. yes. well, in, in America well, it might do less but this movie has already, huge sections of China in it including oh, yeah, like, no. that dude in that car who, who starts to get sucked into, up into the ship I will bet you money that guy is a music artist in China that everybody in China knows and we'll see that movie for him well here's the thing I've already read the Friday report on this movie it made forty-two million dollars. Jesus, yeah, wow. and it made eighty million dollars in China. They're gonna, no, they're cleaning yeah. up. Oh, yeah. uh, fair enough. Oh yeah, but, and they'll make more. But, you, but give it to somebody. You, you touched on what I wanted to say. I I do want to say it. You, I love that he is bored with it because I want to see Michael Bay move on from stuff like this. We yeah. saw a good movie last year called Pain and Gain. Bad Boys Three. Compared to, yeah, I would love to see Bad Boys Three as well. <laughs> I would love to but see that. But if if Michael Bay is willing to make a movie like Pain and Gain, it shows that he's not just out there to make money like they're clearly he has a voice and with transformers 4 i feel like it's him kind of saying like look i'm i might be packing it in i don't know but if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go out with a bang and i think i I actually think that there's a lot of moments in this film that are meritable in terms of just accepting it for what it is that's what i loved about this movie it finally accepted what it is it took four movies but it he finally accepted it as an artist what it is i would say that for the third one but not but you but you can't as an artist and as a moviegoer, the reason we have Think Like a Man 2 is because you accept those th- things. You need people to push, to push. That's why Captain America is so successful. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, – I don't care what anybody says. Spider-Man 2 was great. Is because you're taking elements and you're making it about – you know, it's not about Captain America. Right. That movie is about Steven Rogers' relationship with people that he's affected because of the decisions he's made in his life, yeah. whether it's uh, Peggy Carter or uh, Bucky, you know, Nick Fury, S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, it's so deep, and I that's why I have a hard time with this movie when you have movies, these summer blockbusters like that, that are just so deep, and you have a piece of shit like this where you're just like, oh, cool, a dinosaur eats another robot. I, I don't disagree with you at at all like right this is this is not a movie with any level of character development or plot like this is we're essentially reviewing the dinos at this point (laughs) yeah like this is a movie that i simply the only thing this movie has going for it is that it's big like so the only like all i'm getting out of it is like that is a huge explosion for one missile hitting a house or that is, look at how big that explosion they're running from is. And and it's not, like, I like that. Most people probably shouldn't care. But here's the thing, I too, think Michael is, Bay's in love with dynamite. M- Michael Bay, there's parts in it 
where he does so many cool things. Yeah. There's a part where Mark Wahlberg runs up the side of the car, jumps and grabs onto the car that's being lifted up. Yeah. Uh, and the way he shoots it is so cool. Oh, yeah. And you see in Pain and Gain, he had shots like that where mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg is doing sit-ups on the side of a building and then he jumps I'm hot. down. I'm hot. Because he's being chased. You know, he has that ability. And he had some of those shots in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of it's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. And I, I agree. I don't think he's having as much fun as he had no. in the prequel. Because I, I think three is really the pinnacle of, of that for me, of yeah. being just big and like, I'm Michael Bay, and I'm going to just throw everything I have at this being stupid and, and it, huge. He's not, earned the right to do it. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. This guy puts out billion-dollar movies consistently. Yeah. I mean, whether it's... He's good at what wh- he does. Whether it's Transformers or even you can say Pearl Harbor... Armageddon. Yeah. All those movies make over two hundred million dollars in the United States, except yeah. for Plus, the island. <laughs> but that well, movie was paid for before it was even released. That is true. So uh, even Pain and Gain, I think, only made like fifty million dollars. Yeah. That's, that's, lo- that's the lowest grossing film he's made. But and it shows you can do it, though. Exactly, yeah. and that's why I like I. That's why I've stopped being on the Michael Bay station. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to get off the hate John Green stage at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Shauna convinced me, but like I don't. Because I would be a hypocrite to say what I want to say if I didn't, like, you know, make amends for that. If people want to make what they want to make, let them make it. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, what is the problem with Michael Bay making a movie that, you know, appeals to 10-year-old boys? What's the problem with anybody doing what they want to tell as a story? You know? Yeah, no, I, I, and at that, at that to, he, I, to me, at, at my feeling is at the root of it, that's what the problem is. He's, he's, he's earned the right to make this movie. I'm not taking yeah. that away from him. But... The movie fucking sucks. It, <laughs> yeah, it did. I really liked it. I had fun. And in 3D, cool. like stuff was coming at me. I know, See, especially I, that little sentry. I didn't like it the had. 3D part of it. There was almost no. nothing. Nothing that really made it worth. First off, the extra like three bucks. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was filmed in 3D. Was it? No, no. I believe it was. Um, yeah, I would no, yeah, it was. was. Michael Bay's got a lot of money. Okay. He, he doesn't cheap as they would. If if anything, they probably would have <clears> shot it with the red epic, but. I mean, I I don't know the specs on it, but that's yeah. like the most modern. That's the most used 3D camera that I've seen, at least in like reports. Yeah, I I don't. I, I think don't the think 3D in this one though. was weaker than the third one. I thought it felt too, too mazy. Like it felt too much yeah. like uh, well, going the, through the, Temple Run. The third one, the third one's got that awesome space opening, right. which is great in 3D. Yeah, um, which is why I kind of wanted to see this one in 3D. And then the, their space shots in this one in 3D are actually kind of obnoxious. Yeah, the um, dinos like in 3D looked impressed. cool though. The dinos in 3D looked nice. Yeah, I, I I think there are some sequences that in 3D were kind of were kind of neat. Charge! <laughs> No, I, yeah, that was stupid <sighs> as shit. But Optimus Prime was on a big dinosaur, and then he ran through. Like that's, you know, it, you, it just, your guys' arguments aren't as convincing as mine. No, they're not. And I, <laughs> and I don't. I like. I don't disagree with you. It's, Here's uh, the yeah. thing: Ryan's the, being very rational, and we're all just like, yeah, we, we are yeah. all under some form of ecstasy or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's like I think it's part of part of it is like perception. Like I went into it thinking it was going to be like another Expendables movie. It had absolutely no story that I gave yeah. a crap about, but yeah. it was a lot of action. It was a lot of fight scenes. It was a lot of explosions. That's what drew me in, and that's why I cared to watch it. None of those movies. I, I own all of them, and none of them oh, really have any storyline that I could care less about. You know. Yeah. But people, but the critics, action-wise, the- phenomenal. Yeah. Like watching the was it the third one that had the big worm thing going yes. through? I loved that part. Yeah, that was the greatest part in that whole movie is watching that thing just eat away at the building and it's 
And that's the thing. I Did think, it matter? I think that that part, like, part of what's cool about that is not just that there's this giant robot and it's destroying this whole building, but also, like, the, the design of those action sequences where pe- where the building's falling and, like, people are sliding down and they're because they're in the building the whole time right. and they get in these cool situations that are really creative. And there's not a lot of that here. So a lot of the times they're in a car. I, I did actually kind of enjoy some of the shots from inside the car where the Dinobots are running around and you're right. in, because the, the roof of the car is glass. So you're like seeing the action going on on the outside, but it doesn't put those characters in interesting positions. Like the, like the seat, like the, the other sequels have. Right. You know? So like when, when Galvatron first shows up and fights Optimus prime and like the girl is next to the car and she's like, Oh, I got to and you're just like, why are you still with the car? Right. Like, and it's, it's just that they're not spending the time that they should trying to create as cool of action scenes as they have before. Right. Optimus Prime is still fighting Galvatron, and they're like, ah, and they're fighting and punching each other. Um, and I, I, there are even like some 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 people fights, like when uh, when Mark Wahlberg fights um, uh, uh, Titus, um, the Man in Black from Lost. Anyway, <laughs> right, um, right, right. Yeah, yeah. When he in, fights in that guy, building. and there's like, it's like Michael Bay doing his very best Paul Greengrass from from the Bourne <laughs> films. You know, where it's like Michael Bay, you know, there's an Asian guy on the toilet because it's Michael Bay. Right. And then, like, they're in that room fighting each other and hitting each other with his man. Like, even that scene, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I, it's I like, weird for a Terminator or for a Transformers movie. but Right. Like, I like um, that should have never, like, if there was 50 minutes, it could have been cut out. Like, 10 minutes of that fight scene could have been cut out. Yeah. I did... Ah oh, man! But at the same time, I kind of appreciate that the chase down the side of that building where they start trying to make Marky Mark do like parkour. Right. But then we remember that he's not really a hero. He's not like really an action like. <laughs> right. And then he just he just sort of falls, falls down the whole thing. Lot. And I thought that was yeah. fun. That, like, that, that was, was really that was one. Well, I have problems with this film as a filmmaker, but as an audience goer, my biggest problem with this film is that Mark Wahlberg barely punched anybody. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Say hi to your mother for me. Thank <laughs> <laughs> guys, this this movie is going to pay for my daughter's college education, guys. <laughs> oh, my this ha- is a movie where when you get um when Stoned you get a letter, enough. no, when you get a letter <laughs> yeah. from from your college that says you're not going to get financial aid, the letter you open it up and it's just got giant red bold font that says <laughs> denied. <laughs> like, you, That's you don't the have movie to see anything else. Just right? denied and you're like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Right, like because financial aid companies don't like it nicely worded letters. But he's a oh, good guy, so. guys. You drop off the stuff you need repaired, and you pay him what you think it's worth. Right, but then she Cause, drops because that's how real life quarter because she doesn't lay it down. She just hey, drops it. It's because well, he's a in, hero. In Texas, yeah. everybody still needs to fix their VHS film, uh, like video cameras yeah. and their CD right. players and their Walkmans. This is uh, an America that doesn't have to exist within our modern times. But they don't need to fix their... This their, is Michael Bay's America. They don't need to fix where their Bill American, O'Reilly still has an opinion. I'm Galvatron! <laughs> they don't need to was fix, it Hugo uh, Weaving was... playing Galvatron? No. Uh, no. I, I thought they'd so. bring him back because it's the mind of Megatron. That's the thing. They were trying to like, yeah. oh, it's not Megatron. but it's, and Dude, they, do they that. don't give a shit. And they, no, they do that. You know what? I love the meta jokes, but this is the one time I hated it. Was then they're just like, "So it's really Megatron," and we were all really fooled. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, that that made me want to start throwing things. But it, I, I mean, aside from that, I don't know. Sometimes I like to turn my brain off. You know, like you were talking about Boy, how I like to wax, wax to. eloquent. Well, I especially want to turn my brain off after that fault in our stars review now. <laughs> but um, 
uh, you know, I sometimes I like to turn my brain off, and when I do, sometimes it's just watching, you know, something random as that. Like, I haven't watched the first three in a while, um, but this is the first time I've ever paid to watch a Transformers movie, and I'm glad it was this one because I at least had fun and I felt my money was worth it. Right. You know? Good. I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, or actually seeing a movie I'm excited for. Um, Scott Derrickson's Deliver Us from Evil. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, is that next week? It oh, is. Man. All right. And James isn't looking forward to it. No. Well, it's either that or Tammy, so. Fuck. <laughs> or you can go see Jaws. It's playing what? at the uh, Esquire, I think. You should do a flashback episode like, Shit. Welcome to Real Nerds from the 70s. Today we're reviewing Jaws. Dude, we've talked about Jaws so many times. We could we could just cut that episode together from the last three and a half years. It's like when Hollywood Babylon does their Liam Neeson's cock is so big yeah. right. compilation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jaws is really good. I love Jaws. I acted, I didn't realize I hadn't seen it, but I accidentally started watching Inside Jaws again, which is the filmumentary, right, where they, yeah. they you watch Jaws and then they throughout the movie will cut in like any piece of information that they can so there's like subtitles on the movie that'll tell you fact like trivia and then they'll they'll at certain scenes they'll just show you like alternate versions or things like that or they'll intercut interviews and things like that and i started watching i was like man i feel like i've i I really do know everything about jaws don't i and then i was like (laughs) oh no i've seen this before never mind (laughs) my favorite is maximum movie mode with robert downey jr on sherlock Game of Shadows, because oh, yeah. it always cuts him. He's like, I don't know why you guys want to watch me talk about this movie, but uh, this is me fighting a guy. But cool, entertaining Robert Downey Jr. way, yeah. not like how I just did it. Just here, can we <laughs> pretend like we're gonna go see uh, Doctor Strange next week, and then like I'll just show up and be like, Oh man, this, that movie, yeah. this movie scared me. <laughs> sure. All right, we're gonna go see Doctor Strange. De- Scott Derrickson's Doctor <laughs> we're, Strange. We're gonna next see week. Doctor Strange deliver us from evil. Yeah. Oh, dude. All right. Cool. Dude, Derrickson's Doctor Strange is going to Marvel's awesome. really getting innovative, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> they are. Bye. Bye. Thanks for coming by, guys. Yeah, later. Fuck Brad. Fuck Brad. <laughs> I hope this thing went well. I don't. I wish you well, buddy. <laughs> but not really. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Robot dinosaurs are entertaining. So, uh, talking to that mic, see how you sound? Fuck you, James. I don't want to talk in the mic. <laughs> uh, sorry, do that again when I'm actually looking at the thing. I'll talk into the mic as long as you want me to, James. Awesome, that's great. You're Did you great. Uh, get Steve? Did you get Steve what? At the Alamo. I tried to find him, actually. Steve Bissett? Yeah, he was in my oh. theater. Oh, really, no. I oh, I see what you're saying. I tried to find him because he, uh, he had reached out to me on Twitter, but he, apparently he was working. Yeah. No, I got a guy named Nick. He was pretty good. Uh, I think he had a good beard. Um, nice. I mean, it was dark, so it was hard to really see his beard. But, um... Whoa, you mean I think... he didn't have time in the three-hour-long fucking Transformers movie? <laughs> to get to know him? No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. I was paying attention to the movie.
Um, really? <laughs> uh, you know what that this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> Probably will be. Oh, I only man. just listened to the one where you guys did the transform the 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 like last number five or six or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So th- it's actually hilarious that you're talking about it because I just heard you guys talking. <laughs> Have <about> this exact <laughs> conversation. <laughs> no, exactly. actually, I think the the third one. I think I was on. I thought yeah. it was okay. Yeah, you kind of liked it. Yeah, um, I remember the 3D being pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. We are good to go. Uh, 